Hello, beautiful people. It is Monday, March 21st, 2022. This sports show begins right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us. It is going to be a glorious day. Obviously, a lot has happened since the last time we were live in this studio. All right, cheer. Big time trade for the Cleveland Browns. Big time stuff happening around the NFL. The Colts have still yet to do anything. Mm. Players are on the move. Life is happening, and the toxic table is here. At Ty Schmidt. Boston Connor. Connor, real quick. Ty, great to see you. Connor, what the fuck's going on with your head? NHL trade deadline today, Pat. It's a massive day for us hockey fans. I'm very juiced about it. You look amazing. Thank you. You should think about maybe this being your new look. Yeah? yeah. As that mullet continues flow. to flow out mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. that thing. And you're always ready to go. I mean, yeah, you can exactly. always strap that thing up. Yeah, just in case someone wants to throw down, I'll, I'll strap it right back up. You don't even know how to strap it up. <laughs> no, I do. Nah, you're yeah. well, going to tie a knot. Yeah, no, I'll be honest with you. The earbuds oh, are wow. drilling into my ears right uh, now. Uh, uh, NHL trade deadline is today. I guess that means a lot of things are going to happen, like Patty Kane's coming to the Pittsburgh Penguins, allegedly. Nobody we'll keep an eye on that. At Tone Diggs is here. Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys. Tone will have an entire Tone tournament talk later. Sure. Break down everything that you might have missed over the weekend and the madness that is March. I got a chance to watch a lot of those games. College basketball, definitely not NBA basketball, and thank God for it because there has been a lot of magic taking place over the last few days. Michigan State, I was promised, going to end uh, Coach K's career, mm. get them a plus six and a half. They obviously lose by seven. Don't know how to make a bucket for the last five minutes. Yeah. That is what's been going on in college yeah. basketball. A couple teams have started to sail. Hey, St. Peter's, let's go, Pete. Doug Eddard's going out there. Kelvin Sampson's taking his shirt off in celebration. Yep. I mean, Houston's flying. I can't wait to hear what Tone has to say. Joining us now, though, you know, normally we don't start the show this earlier with such a bang. No. no. Right. But this dude's been opening up the checkbook and saying, hey, we're winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What do we need? Oh, we need a pass rusher. Who are we going to get? Fucking Vaughn Miller. Let's sign him to a 10-year, $700 million deal (laughs) to bring him into our program. OJ Hired out of Tampa Bay. How you doing? You're a part of our program now. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has built a culture of success in western New York, GM of the Buffalo Bills, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Bean. What's up, dude? Uh, appreciate you having me on. That's a pretty good intro. Hey, well, you deserve it. I love the fact that you are going all in because you know you have a team, you know you have a quarterback, and you know last year if the overtime rules were a little bit better, you're probably going on a run already. Brandon Bean, hell of an offseason, sir. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll pay off this fall. We'll see. Okay, so let's talk about it. Whenever you stare down an offseason, we had Tom Telesco on uh, last week, and he chatted about some of the moves, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, everything like that. When you go into the offseason, obviously you're heartbroken because of how it ended, but you guys were in it. When you guys had to make plays, you made plays. Kansas City did the same. And the AFC, I mean, you, you're calling for realignment. It's going to be a fucking monster for the next 10 years. <laughs> but whenever you look at your team, did you say, hey, we need a pass rusher, we need this? How do you kind of shape it, and what are you still looking for? You think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to have a quarterback, which which we like the guy that you know that's under center for us. But the other thing you got to do, Pat, is you got to get the other guys, you know, quarterback down. And we just uh, our pass rush was good last year, but from a consistent standpoint against some of the more elusive guys, and, and you know, we talked about Mahomes at the end, just a guy, a closer, and uh, to have a chance to get a guy like Von Miller. You never know when you're going into free agency 
where guys are going to go and where their markets are going to be. And some guys don't even get there. You know, they just re-sign with their own club. But as we were a couple of days in, you know, his agent reached back out to us to see where we were and said, it's, it's going to start heating up. If you, if you want in, jump in. And uh, so that's kind of how it got started and started in the morning. And by the end of the day, Vaughn had agreed to be a Buffalo Bill. And, you know, we're pretty excited. Whenever you see, and by the way, congrats on Landon Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, but whenever you see what the number was going to take, is there a little bit of a, oh, shit, or is it anything to make our team better? Let's go ahead and do it. Because it feels like there's fairy tale numbers being released for everybody's contract. And we've actually, I think, been a part of, like, making people report contracts for what they actually are as opposed yeah. to the entire thing. Pretty proud of us for yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty proud of us for that, actually. But the overall number was six years, $120 million. Then when you peel it back, it's like a three-year deal or whatever. Did you expect the number to be what it was for Vaughn Miller, or did that kind of catch you off guard? And was there any number that was going to maybe say make you say, nah, we can't do that? Yeah, I mean, listen, we knew it was going to be up there. I mean, when you watch the tape, Pat, down the stretch, I mean, he, he had four sacks in, in the playoffs for, for the Rams and was a big part of them holding that trophy up. And that's what we want. Not only the success he's going to bring, you know, himself, you know, his skills, but also we've got some young guys on the D-line. And, and I just think his presence out there and, and what he can do behind the scenes, helping teach some of these guys, to, you know, he's, he's already done some things around the league with some of his rush schools that he's done and and i think he's going to be great from that standpoint you knew to pay for pass rushers i mean these top guys now you know tj watt i think got a 28 million dollar a year um you know the the ultimate deal here it's it's 17 and a half uh is the real money and and you talked about it's it's really what is the is the money per year uh on the real money the guarantee and and that's where we had to get comfortable with and again he's up there but he's a genetic freak he's a guy that you know, you feel like you've seen pass rushers in the past be able to play into their 30s. And, uh, you know, we feel like that Vaughn's still got enough left to, to really help us get over the top. That closer thing is such a big deal. I was very lucky to play alongside Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. And if it was fourth quarter and it was fourth down, they needed to play there was about a 99% chance that Robert Mathis or Freeney is going to get to the quarterback. Like, this is what they are here for. They yeah. want this moment. Vaughn Mill, in the second half of that Super Bowl, I think they had, what, six sacks? Vaughn had three mm-hmm. of them or whatever. It's like, let's go get this game over with. Is that what you're telling them, though? Whenever you're signing them, hey, this is what we need. We need a leader. We need a closer. We need a guy that wants to go in there. How do those conversations go? And what are your initial thoughts of Vaughn Miller, the human, now that you got to meet him a little bit? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, you, you know, Freeney and Mathis were perfect for having Peyton Manning. I mean, you guys and those teams, you built leads, and then you let those guys pin their ears back. And I thought it was it was a well built team by Bill Polian, and it, it's a it's a uh, it's a recipe for success. And we're hoping with Josh Allen that we're going to build some leads, and then we got to close it, and we got to get you know the other guys' quarterback off the field. And you know, Vaughn came in here. We agreed uh, Wednesday. He came in here Thursday, and uh, really took his time. Uh, you know, he was very thoughtful uh, with the process, went through the whole building, met our whole staff, and ultimately it was it was hard on him. He, you know, he was very loyal to Denver for his whole career. He didn't have a choice. He's traded to the Rams, and then he kind of built his own uh, his own brand there in such a short time and, and relationships with the head coach, Aaron Donald, multiple, you know, other players on that team. So uh, he's definitely a loyal, trustworthy guy, and, and I think – as excited as he was to come here and help us, you know, try to get over the top here in Buffalo, I, I definitely think it weighed on him leaving his teammates, especially knowing they had just, you know, won a Super Bowl. But 
he's been great uh, and, and looking forward to getting to meet him even more uh, when we get him back next month for, you know, off-season program. Josh Allen's young. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen's young, but he is a very pivotal part of your entire operation. I remember a couple years ago, uh, before Josh Allen had become the Josh Allen that we've now seen over the last couple years, his first couple years still developing, still becoming the NFL quarterback, Cam Newton was available. And we had you on the show, and we're like, hey, did you ever think about bringing in Cam Newton? You actually said, no, no, no. We want Josh to know that we are building 100% around Josh Allen. We believe in Josh Hey, that has paid dividends, by the way, yeah. with how great he has become. You empowered him. Do you ask him about signings or what he's thinking going into? Like O.J. Howard, you guys brought in, incredibly talented uh, tight end. Do you guys have those conversations with him? Is he too young? Does he not want to be a part of that? How do you balance that entire thing of like respecting his opinion, but also not putting too much on him at this young stage of his career? Yeah, I mean, Josh is great. We have conversations more on offensive players than anything, but um, how you know how he views certain guys, not only as players, but in the locker room. What's their leadership level? What you know? What are maybe, what are things that maybe I don't see from my seat that that a player brings intangibly? Um, I can watch the film or see what he does on game day, but have a lot of discussions with Josh. We probably talk um, sometimes three times a day, but. Uh, we talk every week. Uh, you know, he, he'll FaceTime me from the golf course. And uh, he was, you know, I know he was recruiting Von Miller from the golf course last week. Steph Diggs did a great job. And, and uh, you know, some others, I think Bruce Smith even reached out to him to talk about this fan base and, you know, what it what it was like when he played and, and where it's at now and how bad, you know, this, this fan base wants a winner. And so it was, it was a lot of people. But Josh is very involved. I talk to him all the time. I gave him a heads up that, you know, we're going to trade for Case Keenum and, uh, we're signing Matt Barkley today, who he and Matt are very close friends. So we, we talk, and, and again, he's Josh is cool. He understands sometimes he may mention a player, and I say for whatever reason we can't do it. But I think he respects that, uh, that you know, we kind of can shoot the shit and go back and forth, and uh, this is kind of what we're thinking. Is there any issues that you've heard about this player if it's, if it's somebody we're acquiring from another team? Do you think that's because you're young, or do you think it's just how you would operate? Because it makes sense to me that you would want your quarterback, especially somebody that you've invested in for a long time, like, hey, I want to hear your thoughts on this entire thing. But some places we've learned publicly that it isn't right. like that. Is that just kind of how you always saw yourself to be a GM, or is it because of how much you respect Josh as a human and player? I think it, it depends on who the, who the quarterback is, and it's something that you would want. But is it? Are you talking to somebody who you can have private conversations with, trustworthy conversations, whether it's guys in the locker room, guys on another team? And I think Josh has earned that. And we talked about Josh and I talked about it a lot last year. You know, I, I called him when we were getting ready to sign Mitchell Trubisky, and just said, "Hey, this is you know, you know, this is not to compete." Mitch Mitch is looking for a reset. He's going to come in here and be a great teammate. But I wanted him to know that before we you know, make sure there was nothing I was unaware of between their relationship because I, yeah, I didn't even know if they knew each other or not. And, Smart. Uh, um, but we, we talked about that. And, and when we got Josh done last year, that was one of the conversations. I said, Josh, you know, when we get you done to this long-term deal, you're going to be a part of it as you've already been and you're going to continue to be. And, and so I don't really ever want to try to catch him off guard. I try to give him as much heads up. Some things happen fast, but uh, especially if it's somebody on offense or, or an offensive coach. Yeah, you guys got like the prototype of quarterback right now is what everybody's saying. Six foot six, fast, can throw the ball. He seems like an incredibly cool guy. He's locked yeah. in long term. That's why off the record, act like nobody's listening. Nobody, just mm -hmm. between us. Uh, you send Josh Allen to the Colts, mm -hmm. we'll give you whatever you want. 
We doing that? <laughs> I would trade myself before I trade Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Ballard's going to agree to that. I don't know if Ballard's going to agree to that. Um, let's talk about it. You're going into the draft now. So how do you balance the free agency process? I assume you're not done. Maybe you're done. You, you Free agency is always evolving and everything like that. And then the draft is coming. How do you balance all that? And what do you think your team still needs? What do you think will take you guys over the hump? Now, granted, maybe new overtime rules. But what do you think does take your team to the next level? Because I think we all see it. Like, your team is exciting to watch. Seems like you got a bunch of dogs. They're uh, underappreciated. Zero pro bowlers on the defensive side. Every time we talk to anybody in your building, they love each other. It feels like everybody in there loves each other. You are a team that not only Bill's Mafia is pulling for, but I think everybody is because of how you guys have done this. Patiently building up your culture. What's the next step? What do you think you guys need? Especially with Dave's gone now. How do you make the next step, you think? Yeah, I mean, we've got uh, we to get over that hump. You know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs is a, is a team that the last two uh, playoffs have knocked us out. You know, we beat them in the regular season. But uh, there's some teams in the AFC West that are, that are coming for them as well. So we've just got to win our division. It starts there. Um, you know, we got to knock this draft out. You know, we're pretty much done with free agency because I don't, unless you got some money in the kitty over there, we're, we're pretty much out. So. Uh, we're shopping in the very, very low end of, of the pool right now, just trying to fill some holes. But, uh, uh, you know, our, our main focus, you know, coming up now is going back to pro days, uh, workouts, bringing, you know, we got the 30 visits where we can bring the guys in this year. So looking forward to that process, but it's, it's going to be all drafts are important. We know that, but this is going to be a, a really important one for us. Just, where we are with the cap, we've got to hit on some of these low-cost, uh, you know, guys. What did you see for at the combine or from these uh, this draft class? Allegedly, quarterbacks not doesn't matter for you guys, but it seems like everybody's fucking fast. Being it feels like there are so many fast guys. What do you do? You think all these guys just because how fast they are are going to hit? Do you think there's a chance that you have to figure out who and how and what type of player you think fits in with that Bills team best? Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing every year you go to the combine and. And punters are running fast, by the hey, way. Come on. We always have, by the way. We, just, we always – no, I'm joking. I'm you joking. have your work cut out for you uh, to know, beat I, some of these kids. But, uh, no, no doubt it's it's amazing the testing that some of these guys do. I mean, you know, you really ultimately you, – you still got to go back to what do they look like on film. I mean, you do see some guys every year that they run 4-3 something, but when you see them on film, they're playing, you know, closer to 4-5 than they are 4-3. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we would love to add speed. You know, I talked about the Chiefs. They've done a great job of adding speed. There's some other teams, you know, in our in our conference uh, that, that we'll have to contend with as well. So uh, speed, but ultimately we're looking for good football players. And uh, I do think it's probably not as deep a draft at quarterback that you mentioned, but I, I do think across the board, both lines, you know, I think you, you can find guys on offensive and defensive line. Uh, there's some linebackers. Uh, I think there's corner safeties. You know, the whole passing game with the seven-on-seven seven yeah. passing camps, you're seeing more and more receivers and more and more DBs every year uh, just because of where – I mean, you go out to Pop Warner football and they're running the spread. That's what I'm saying. They're doing this. As kids in, like, neighborhoods are running this thing. They got those weird yeah. helmets on. They're doing <laughs> that entire thing. Yeah. No, you're it's, – it's, 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 it's unnerving a little bit because – we don't see linemen ever put their hand in the dirt anymore. That's the part I don't like in the trenches. But uh, the skill positions, it's really helped. Even the running backs, you know, some of these guys, you can, you know, split them out and, and they can play a slot receiver for you. I thought you guys were getting a new running back. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, 
Hey, Sore we... subject. <laughs> Thanks for reopening that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I didn't mean to, but as soon as you said, you know, right, I just couldn't uh, help. But I did it to my. I gave you a softball. I deserved it. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, you actually given a human answer at a press conference. Also, you know, sets that up. But business is fascinating in the NFL, and I, I think on this show, I try my best to explain to people like, yes, football, Pop Warner, high school, junior high game. Pick up in the back game. But when you get to the NFL, it's a game, but it's a monster business. The way things are handled, who can fit in where, salary cap-wise, who doesn't get along, who does get along. And sometimes the business, it felt like Randy Gregory was going back to Dallas. He's out. He's going to Denver. Then the next one was you. Uh, he was supposed to come up to you, and then he goes back to Washington. Then it just happened, I Zedarius think, over the week. Zedarius too, Smith was supposed to go to the Ravens. I was going somewhere else. What do you think yeah. it is? Is it miscommunication, you think? Or is it in the details? Why do you think this is happening? Do you see this being a trend or do you hope not obviously i hope it's not a trend i mean it happens every year there's a guy or two or you know this year maybe three i've even actually heard um it's it's not out there there's another one it was a smaller level deal that happened over the weekend another gm called me just to ask me kind of what had happened in our situation and so it's it's frustrating unfortunately it's an unwritten rule and and uh, it is what it is so we there's nothing you can do about it. Ultimately, until somebody puts their name on the paper, and and, and listen, if, if somebody doesn't want to be here, that's the best thing for them. Uh, you just uh, you know you got to choose how you do business, Pat. And I choose how I do it. You choose how you do it. And everybody's got their own prerogative, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure you'll forget about that too with that agent. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't the agent. It, it wasn't. It, he the agent. The agent did a great job. It was. It was the other club. The agent did a great job. I'm sure you'll forget about that. I'm sure that'll be yeah. something you won't remember. <laughs> yeah. How old are you now, Ben? Yeah, 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 I'm 45. I get over that shit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, last question for me before the boys have some for you. And we can't thank you enough for joining us, talking to Brandon Bean, general manager of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I, I asked Tom Telesco this question because he's in the AFC West about preparing for your division. And there's that old story of Charlie Casserly at the Houston Texans getting fired because he drafted Mario Williams instead of Reggie Bush. And when he was asked why, he said, I'm trying to tackle Peyton Manning, okay? I'm AFC South. I am trying to tackle Peyton Manning. You guys are now the guys of the AFC East. I mean, it's been a long time. The New England Patriots ran it. How... Do you keep an eye on what's going on around there? Because the Patriots, they don't have an offense coordinator or a defense coordinator. Bill Belichick's potentially run to all of them. Oh, yeah. Just found out this weekend that the fullback is no longer a position yeah. on the roster for the Patriots. How much do you have to uh, kind of keep up with the rest of the AFC East? And how do you manage that versus building your team to be the best team? Yeah, it, it, you, we always start there, Pat. We really do. Um, we could win the division five years in a row. Um, but that's the goal because that's the that's the entry ticket. It's like the, this NCAA tournament. You win the conference tournament, you're in. You win your division, you, you know, you get at least one home game. So uh, we pay close attention to the Jets, the Patriots, and the Dolphins because we know if we want to get to where we want to, you know, get to ultimately, we gotta we gotta win that. And, you know, if you don't, now you're you're playing to get in as a wild card, and, and you run into tiebreakers, and, and sometimes you, you you get left out. So. Uh, we, we start there every year, and, and that'll be the message that Sean will preach to our guys. That, you know me as well. That we've got to, you know, we got to win those six division games first. That count more than anything else. And after that, uh, you know, you're definitely looking. At, and I mentioned the Chiefs have knocked us out. Obviously, that whole division is uh, is has gotten quite interesting with Russell Wilson. You know, to Denver, and, and you mentioned Telesco's done a great job with with Khalil Mack and, and some of these other moves. I mean, you talked about. Freeney and Mathis, he's going to have Bosa and Mack. And uh, 
uh, that's going to be tough. Uh, let's get Vaughn Miller, please. please. <laughs> let's get Vaughn Miller here. Now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you think like Mike McDaniel, new to the division, but he has a great run game, does that go into anything? Thinking like, all right, Miami's probably going to up the run game a little bit. With Bill, Mac Jones is a guy who's very accurate. How? What will he – like, is that something you're thinking about? Because they're all planning to beat you, right? That's Now that you're at the top – they're all trying to scheme on how to beat your team. That has to be a constant battle of, like, can't overthink it but also have to worry about it. There's a lot on your fucking table, dude. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> uh, a couple beers every night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, – in all seriousness, it's uh, – uh, you do. You know, w- with Miami, new scheme. Obviously, it comes from Shanahan's system. So, we'll, we'll – as we – Depending on when we play them, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of figure. But I'm, every coach does their own nuances, but I'm sure that'll be the base of, of that system, you know, run first, that wide zone stuff. So we'll, we'll have to do that. The Jets year two under Robert Sala, uh, they had some, you know, unfortunate injuries in camp last year. I know they lost Carl Lawson, maybe a couple others that, that really impacted. And they had a rookie quarterback. You know, he's going to be a lot better this year. And, again, Mac Jones, I thought he had a heck of a rookie season. Oh, yeah. And year two, he's going to be better, and I'm sure they're going to add more weapons around him between now and the draft. And Belichick's a master. I mean, he's uh, he, he's he's probably the greatest of all time, and so that's that's always going to be a tough one, no matter what players you know or coordinators or whether he's coaching offense or defense, uh, they're going to be a bitch to prepare for. You ever do any um, business with Belichick or them, or never because it's in division? Yeah, we traded him uh, a center one year uh, in camp. We actually did. Uh, How'd it go? How'd it go? Yeah. How'd it go? How'd business go? Was it like kosher there? Was it all? Yeah, it, Bill, Bill's great. He, he's been. He's always been super nice to me. When you know, we haven't dealt that much, but uh, he's always been super nice. Had a couple phone conversations with him last year, and uh, you know, I think the world of him. How about when he comes in and talks to Josh after the game? Is that something? <laughs> like, there's not, no. not, not a lot of people that can do that. By the way, Bill Belichick mm-hmm. is probably one yeah. of the only that could do, that, especially with the division and everything. Him coming in there though, and Josh being like, "It was very nice. It was very cool of him." I assume you all view it that way. You obviously hate the Patriots because you have to beat them, but the guy's a fucking, you know. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. No, he, he's earned that right. I think that was pretty cool. I think Josh thought it was cool and. I was good with him. We got Josh under like an eight-year deal, so it's not like he could steal him away. <laughs> Imagine Bill coming in there with that silver tongue. Listen, we can we can make all these Boston. moves that we have Come to. Anyways, whenever you're ready to trade Josh Allen to Indy, we would definitely have that conversation. Talking to Brandon Bean, go ahead, Ty. Brandon, one of the first times you came on, you told us how when Stephon Diggs, you, you kind of were made aware that he was unhappy in Minnesota, and then that led to you guys you know, working out a deal and getting him. In a situation with like Devontae Adams, is I think it was kind of surprising when he actually did go to the Raiders. Is that something you'll kick the tires on? Like, even though you guys might not have been able to afford him or whatever. And do you think more guys, like, is this happening more more often now, where you're being made aware that like these marquee players aren't happy and uh, they they might be willing to go somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, we we try to, um, you know, I have a group of pro scouts, and part of their job is to be the GM of certain teams. So if I have, you know, they split them all up and, hey, you're responsible for these five teams and you're supposed to read up on them every day, know everything that's going on, you're following them on social media. And to let me know, especially if it's a position of need that we're looking for, um, you know, we think we could fit them in, you know, they would fit our culture, all the things that are important here, that's part of their job is to is to let me know. So, yeah, we're, we have those conversations, whether it's, you know, Devontae Adams situation digs a couple of years ago. There's many that most of those don't ever come to fruition. Either um, you're not going to be able to pay them, they're going to cost too much, or the team's asking, 
you know, for too much draft compensation or, or, or a skilled player. But uh, we talk about them a lot. Rarely do they ever happen. Diggs just happened to be one that we were able to get to the finish line. How are you at poker? You a pretty good poker player? I love poker. Um, I, you know, I, I'd like to say I'm decent, but, I, you know, I don't get to play it much. This job gets in the way. Well, that's. it feels like you're kind of doing that all the time, right? Because you have to – you're bidding against nobody, right? Like a ghost almost sometimes whenever you're trying to make a trade, but you can't show your ass. You kind of have to do that. What traits do you think make a better GM in your experience thus far? Not that you're saying you're a finished product or a great GM, but what do you think has made you have success thus far in building the team that you have in Buffalo? Yeah, I think just be a straight shooter, be authentic. You know, um, you know, I – if I'm calling you, you're the GM of another team, and I'm calling you telling you I've got a second rounder, um, you know, or I'm not cutting this guy no matter what, and then two days later I cut the guy, you're going to be the next time I call you, and that's happened. You know, like you said you were never cutting this guy. You know, I offered you a fifth, and you're like, no, no, I'm not doing it. And I'm, and I'll, sometimes you'll say, well, aren't you guys going to cut him? No, I would never cut this guy. And then two days later he's released, and you're like, all right. like I So – I think just be real, be authentic, or, hey, I told you I had a second-round pick, and I and then, again, two or three days later, he's traded for a fifth-round pick. You know, it's like, dude, you know what I mean? You told me you had a second. I backed out. Why, why'd you now trade him for a fifth? So I think just be real, be authentic, and don't, don't play it up if you're not in. If you're really interested, you know, put your cards on the table. If you're not, uh, then, you know, kind of back off. How about anything that gets made public? Because, uh, for instance, Jimmy G is on the trade block, allegedly. In there, it's now being publicly reported that they have an offer of two second rounders for Jimmy G. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit if that's getting made public. Am I wrong <laughs> in thinking that or right in thinking that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, would assume, I would assume that they have that if they're making it public. But, I, I mean, I guess we'll find out. When you'll know is when the trade's done. Yeah. How, how do you know, like, if anybody's leaking any information to reporters? And when information is leaked to reporters, do you try to use that to your advantage? Do you have to pick through what's real and what isn't real coming from other teams? Because it feels like, I mean, we're in it now more than ever. And I've, I don't think I truly understood the amount of insiders and narratives and who's connected to who. How do you manage all that, both from your side with leaks and also other sides that are coming out? Do you just pick, a, pick through what's real and what isn't? Yeah, you try and use your sources, uh, whether it's media, whether it's contacts on those teams or people who are connected to those teams. You just try and dig in. Uh, it may be checking in with a scout or a coach that you know on that team, just filling out what, what are they hearing or or someone who's connected to that organization that, that would truly have the insight. And, again, you may, you may check some of your sources media-wise around the league to, hey, I've always seen you connected to Team X. Uh, what what are you hearing about the situation? You try to just put the. It's a puzzle, and you're just trying to uh, make it. It's it's very blurry at first, and you're trying to you know crystallize it the best you can before you make an educated decision. Well, then if you get screwed over, you're just oh this guy's the idiot. <laughs> uh-huh. This dude's an absolute idiot. But if they if it ends up working out, who gives a damn? Go ahead, Tone. Brandon, first and foremost, thank you for letting the second best quarterback in the NFL out of your building and to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I appreciate that very much. Um, <laughs> but last. You're welcome. Thank you. Last week, um, so like I obviously was tracking everything that Colbert was doing, and he was at like three or four pro days while the middle of free agency was going on. Like, how do you guys juggle going to these pro days and weigh how much those are worth versus tracking what's going on in free agency and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be active, you know, we were fairly active last week. 
then then I'm here. If it's uh, at this point, I can get out to, to some pro days. As I said earlier, we're we're looking for spare change in, in the back of the couch right now. So uh, I could do that remotely. Uh, you know, whatever school or you know, or sometimes a private workout we may have here or there. So yeah, it's to to me if you're not if if you're not going to do much business, you know, once you kind of know those those things are done, you can you can hit the pro days. Uh, it's, it, it really is whatever GM, you know, some GMs don't go to pro days. They're just like, I'm in the building, you know, 365, whatever it is. I kind of try and mix it up in the fall, um, going to games. And then at this time, take care of, you know, the first few days of free agency and then, then get out. If you show up though, it's a big deal. General manager, yeah. Brandon mm-hmm. Bean, is, you know what I mean? That, it, that's a real thing. They're, they're reporting like uh, at Kenny Pickett's or like Mike Tomlin and Matt Rule are the only two head coaches here. We see no general manager. Like as soon as you show up, it legitimizes that pro day. And you might be there, oh, I'm here for the punter. I'm here. The, <laughs> like that isn't it. When you go to a pro day though, it means there's something, right? That, that you're not just wasting your time going to any pro days. No, not you. You're, you like I like somebody there. Now, anytime there's a quarterback that's going to be a marquee player, they'll list you know generally head coaches, GMs, or you know a consensus top five, top ten pick. Hey, there's you know six GMs here today at Alabama or, or wherever it is. You you definitely get labeled in there. I've been to some where they they don't, but for the most part, it's going to be out there that. You know, ex, you know, Jim, Bill's GM, it, it, you know, is here at whatever it is. Yeah, because the school wants that out there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and all, every player does, mm-hmm. too. Oh, Brandon Bean's here. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Bean's here. like somebody who actually his, uh, his sister lives in town. Just, uh, <laughs> I never get that far. Stop by for 30 minutes to say hi. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, actually, my old teammate is here anyways. Uh, yeah, but he was here, I guess. Uh, last question. We can't thank you enough, man. You've killed for us every time you come on here. You were awesome. In the same way, you've been great as a GM. You're great on this show. Very transparent. We Appreciate that. Now to New England Patriot fan, Boston Carter. Yeah, as Pat Uh-oh. just said, I'm a Patriots fan, Brandon. You said Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time. He is. And uh, let's also say he's probably the greatest GM of all time. But now that we know that the salary cap is completely fake, uh, when you see what the Rams did last year and you kind of, they kind of said fuck dumb picks, essentially, does that change your philosophy at all? And during the season, c- could you see yourself kind of, you know, instead of building through the draft next year or even this year, making a couple moves to get you over that hump well we're trying to make that now and you know fortunately we didn't have to trade any picks so uh as i said earlier we still have some holes to fill and and we're gonna have to develop you know these signings even you know the cap is real in the sense that you're you know von miller's numbers counting a little over five on our cap this year where we know what we're paying him so it's going to build up over time so hopefully we can land some draft picks that will fill those roles so it's still uh important for us to draft so i don't you know I think what the Rams did last year was they kind of gave Denver a pick for the player, and then they gave him a pick to eat nine million bucks. So uh. they, you know, he only he was basically playing on a minimum price for them. That's why they were able to fit it in their cap. Some teams do that, but uh, to me, those draft picks are, you know, not saying I wouldn't do it. It just uh, you'd have to really know that this guy's going to put you over the hump to do it, and it worked great for the Rams. You got to give him, you know, Kevin. I mean, Les need a lot of credit. For yeah, that. they won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's only you won a Super Bowl. Nothing else matters, I think, in this particular business. True. But the culture and the patience that you guys have had, the fact that you went out and signed Von Miller to big money and OJ Howard, I think that in of itself is an indication that you would be willing to go and get it if you have to at this point. Is that because you recognize the team you have and the opportunity you have? And also, our point of the salary cap being a bunch of bullshit. 
Is that how you view it as well? Knowing that you have to get to a number, you said you know you're going to have to pay him down the road, but this salary cap might be, hey, if Apple gets, imagine if Apple gets in the game, Google gets in the game, mm -hmm. Amazon's already in the game. I'm telling you from my perspective, I don't know if you know this, a lot of fucking money over here. These platforms mm -hmm. and sports books, a lot of money. I think it's only going to go up. Do you, do you know that? And it, it, do you have to act on that accordingly? Or do you try not to screw yourself down the road? How, how do you balance like what you need now versus, okay, this might bite us in two, three years? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you try and as you restructure some of these deals, not put it all in one year. We try to put a little bit, you know, next year if we're kicking it down, maybe a little bit in 24, a little bit in 25. So all of a sudden you don't walk into next free agency or two free agencies from now and you're a hundred million over the cap, you know, which which can happen. You know, we're trying to balance it, Pat, like keeping up with, you know, what the new deals of the league are going to be, where's that revenue going to go, and what will that do to the cap? Right now, we're, we're still kind of working our way back from COVID because wow. even though it's at, it went up this year and it's at 208, it was supposed to be in the 220s, you know, by now. So we're we're still behind, in, and that's still, I think that's why you got a lot of restructures that are still wow. happening around the league. But hopefully... In two or three years, Google, Apple, all these things that you're talking about, hopefully they, they jump on board and let's make this cap go go way up so I can keep spending and buying the right <laughs> uh, Brandon, I'd love to see what you would do with a $500 million cap. That would be an amazing thing. Can't wait to watch your team this fall. Can't wait to watch the moves you make during the draft season. And uh, can't wait to see Bill's Mafia all the way back. You're the man, dude. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, general manager of the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean. Yeah! Uh, we got some news coming out of some of these pro days. The Carolina Panthers are currently at the University of Pittsburgh's pro day uh, for Kenny Pickett. And the general manager for the Carolina Panthers named... Fitterer? Said, hey, hey, Pickett, get your fucking ass over here, boy. <laughs> All right, so Kenny Pickett comes jogging over. <laughs> And I don't know if that guy's got a southern accent or not. Okay? No, he does for this. Carolina, though. Yeah. You're a fucking little ass over here, boy. So he he tosses him an NFL football, and he says, go ahead and grip that fucking ball, boy. Puts his hand around it, mm -hmm. and then he says, uh, hey, Ben McAdoo. I bet. Does that look like fucking Eli or Geno's hands mm -hmm. on a fucking football or what? And McAdoo with his slick back hair goes, mm -hmm. that's good for me. <laughs> Carolina's there. Thank you. Give me that fucking ball bag. Now go ahead, boy. I'll go get some of that go sweet talk. tea. Over there, yeah, go get some Come of that wheat tea we brought. We brought some fucking wheat tea up here. Allegedly, that actually happened. Yeah. That uh, it was something because Kenny Pickett's hands measured longer today than they did at the combine. Because you remember at the combine, his hand was eight and a half inches. And no NFL quarterback has had below a nine inch. Uh, hand and had success in the NFL ever or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the eight and a half inch hand was a big conversation about whether or not Kenny Pickett could be an NFL quarterback. I like let everybody know I was, uh, I forget what it was, but I was an NFL quarterback. That's right. Yeah. If you can spin it, you can fucking spin it. Now, with that being said, when you're in the pocket and uh, somebody glances you, you know, mm -hmm. how, how much, you know, how much you have that ball locked in, I think mm -hmm. that's the bigger conversation than the can he throw it. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I did see a couple of Kenny Pickett throws and they were, 
super duper wobbly, which <sighs> would mean maybe he's still working on his grip or changing because from a different size ball, I can barely throw a college ball. That's why I like this baby duke so much because it's about as fat as an NFL ball in the middle. So you can actually throw this thing. College high school balls, I can't throw worth a fuck. I can't because of the size of it. So maybe we just saw some throws that weren't necessarily his A ball, but the hand size throwing definitely something. It's everything else about the big beast, like the guy that's joining us right now from an attic in Ohio, uh, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hall. A.J., did you hear what the Carolina Panthers GM said? Get over here, fucking boy. Hold this ball. How do you feel about it? And uh, it was my depiction of why it is a bigger deal than just throwing the ball accurate. I think it's very accurate. People never think about what you said. It's like the secondary stuff. It's not just gripping the ball to throw it in cold weather or rain or whatever. It's the little things like we've seen Ben Roethlisberger over the years. Dude's hanging all over. you got to manipulate the pocket, as you like to the color commentators like to say now. Like, oh, he's manipulating the pocket, just <laughs> shuffling around, having some feel. Uh, and, yeah, and just get little glancing blows that you can hold on to the ball when, when you probably shouldn't. So I like, that's a thing. I don't know everyone has a – I didn't know every GM has a southern accent, but, hey, I'm here for it. Hey, hey I dropped a southern accent in Carolina on Friday. Had to, you know, for my family. <laughs> for my family. Had to do it. Um, manipulating the pocket. I love that some quarterback created that in Keller commentary to make it look a lot more important than what they were doing. You said, yeah, shuffling around, having some feel. Yeah, just ba- basically being a fucking quarterback, manipulating the pocket. You hate it so bad, huh? You hate that that compliment no, that isn't I think I, I think I stole it and used it a few times when I was doing college games. <laughs> I would use that term is when uh, stadiums started – when guys would score touchdowns with the home team, I would be like, oh, they're manipulating the lights. I love this. When they would flash the lights, you know what they could do now? Yeah. I, I always – that got me pumped, and that's when I would steal their turn. Yeah, well, you know, I try not to listen to anybody because I don't want to pick up anybody's shit. But, man, some stuff is just too damn good. You mm-hmm. know, it's like some stuff I feel like you're doing a disservice to the person if you're not at least doing it, you mm-hmm. know? Like the what's are yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. legendary. Yeah, all the time. In the millions, is absolutely legendary. Like those things need to live. For sure. Know? Those things need, manipulating the pocket needs to survive forever, AJ. Right. Don't you ever stop using that. You know what I mean? They should feel like that's a compliment too. Well, I, I assume that uh, old uh, Tony Romo is a big fan of the show with how much you guys talk him up on here. So I'm mm-hmm. sure Tony will continue to, to let that live. Didn't he sign a 20-year contract? Nice. Good point. I think it was My 10 guy. years. 170, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good for him, Nice oh. job, Tony. Good job, Tony. Kid and watch football. No. Kid and watch football. That's Easy. a blast. Good for him. Uh, joining us now, I believe, is a man that we've been eagerly awaiting his arrival for years. That's right. I believe was supposed to come on the show a couple different times for whatever reason. Didn't work out. Been a fan from afar. Cannot wait to chat with him now. Host of the Titus and Tate podcast, Fox Sports College Basketball Analyst, former Ohio State Buckeye legend, Mark Titus. What's up, boys? How we doing? It's a pleasure to be here. This is, uh, I, 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 again, I've been, I've been a fan of your guys from afar, and I, I can't believe we've never crossed paths. It finally happened. AJ and I uh, have crossed paths a few times, but uh, we're doing it. Do we're you go it. to Let's that cult it. cruise? You go on that cult cruise that goes on down there? <laughs> I, I have not. I've always wanted to. It's, uh, it seems like the most insane thing ever, but uh, I, I've, I've not been invited. I'm, I'm not a Buckeye legend of that ilk yet. <laughs> I'm not on AJ's level yet. Oh, that's fucked up, AJ. AJ controls Jeez. the list. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't control anything. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Next year. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into it, man. Uh, speaking of Ohio State, sorry about it. You know, yeah, sorry uh, about yeah. it. Sorry oh, about man. it. Ran into a buzzsaw there. But, Mark, what do you think about this year's tournament? It's been awesome. I think this, yeah. you know, March Madness is something that is always talked about as being crazy. Some years, not so much. It's like Shark Week kind of at the beginning. You know, it kind of falls off. This March Madness <laughs> is fitting the billing, is it not? It has been amazing, it, Mark. It, it has been amazing. And, uh, uh, it's part part of what makes it amazing is this season was fun for college basketball and that uh, there, there's no obvious like last year uh, the tournament was fun last year I think people were just excited to have a tournament again after after 2020 was canceled but uh, everyone knew Gonzaga and Baylor were were the two best teams and we were just kind of waiting for the national title at least those of us that follow the sport we were just kind of waiting for those two teams to meet up in the title game uh, this year that is not the case I mean there there are teams that are better than others obviously that's how the seating system works but. Uh, anything can happen on any given night, and it, it, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun to watch because like Gonzaga and Arizona are the two best teams in this field, and both of them have been pushed to the brink. And and, and last night Arizona almost loses to TCU, um, and then you got the 15 seed St. Peter's. That's been a fun story. Yeah, dog, you, let's go, Edder. Yeah. Yeah. he's a dog. You got you, you got Coach K being rammed down our throats at all times, <laughs> uh, which is hey, thanks Michigan State. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Michigan State. Close, March, Izzo. God. Oh, man. But uh, no, so that's what makes it fun is there's a lot of different things you can latch on to. And uh, the Sweet 16 is always awesome because now we take a deep breath and all 16 of these teams convince themselves that they're going to win the national championship. And uh, that's always a great spot to be in because that's that's not going to happen. Not all of them are going to (laughs) win. Mark, going back to to Coach K, what do you think of this whole season and his kind of farewell tour? Has he like. Are people still rooting for Coach K to win it all on his final year? Oh, a- absolutely not. I'm, I'm more interested in your guys' thoughts because those of us right, that are, like, you. really plugged into college basketball, um, I mean, the media types, well, they have to kiss the ring because, like, Coach K, it's there's an Illuminati situation at play, and, like, you kind of just have to – you kind of just have to bend the knee to Coach K. But, like, Whoa. the people that, like, follow this year-round, oh, my God, it's the most nauseating shit you've ever seen. And we, we've been over it. Uh, so what, what, how, how are you guys, like, as, as guys that just kind of pop in for March Madness, what is your perception of Coach K, this whole farewell tour? Um, wh- where, where do you guys stand with it all? Okay, so I'm pumped about this. So whenever UNC beat Duke and then they had the, uh, you know, the retirement thing afterwards, I was watching because that was his last, you know, it was his last game of Cameron, of mm-hmm. course. The Cameron Crazies. Mm-hmm. Boy. From Krzyzewskiville. Right. It was the last time. So I watched that whole thing. They did that entire video where they had the drone shooting over Shashevskyville, and he was up on a on a perch, you know, and he called it the greatest arena on earth or whatever. I was like, man, this is awesome. Was it like that every day? Uh, is that like that every single day of the season? Because I didn't watch any of the season. I saw the beginning where he had that, uh, they had that like rave almost. Remember, oh, he loves yeah. that yeah. song. Every time we touch. He goes, I love that song. I love that song. I love hearing that song. I'm going to miss this. Yeah, I, rem- I saw that, and then I saw the last game where they lost to UNC. So I haven't really kept up. Has it been that strong the entire time? More or less, yeah. Like, every time Coach K has done anything, they're like, oh, my God, that could be the last time we see him do X, Y, Z. And uh, oh, nice. it's been – like, That's like the awesome. Carolina the Carolina game, North Carolina beating Duke in Coach K's last game in Cameron North State was the funniest oh, yeah. thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen. 
Uh, the the lead up to that, it, th- th- this must be why they do it. Because like guys like you that that only watch a little bit of college basketball, you know, it probably works on you. But like those of us whoa, again whoa, that have been following, <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa. That was a nice piece of art they put together. There. <laughs> yeah. I think it worked on everybody, didn't it? I mean, you guys didn't. I mean, like it felt like like didn't it? At, at, no, at any point, Pat, did you did you stop and think to yourself, did this man die? Is this like his? <laughs> is, is this like a? Are we are we doing a funeral? Or are we doing? Yeah. It wasn't even his last game. It was his last game in Cameron Indoor Stadium which was like especially insane to me because it was like this isn't even you know so um no it it is it has been nauseating i think like most people that aren't duke fans that that follow the sport closely uh if if you're not cheering for your team or if your team's out of the tournament all eyes are locked on where duke is at in the bracket and uh when when they're going to bow out because that's going to be a joyous day for the college basketball community (laughs) hey who's going to win though mark we we see they're down to 16 we have a couple like I guess there's multiple teams that are sleepers that we haven't really heard of anyone on their squad that are becoming stars right now. Do any of those teams have a chance to win it? Uh, you're talking like the the, the lower seeded teams, the, uh, the peacocks. Oh yeah, the let's peacocks. just get right to yeah. it. Peacocks. You're, you're right to it. The peacocks. Well, I mean, I, I I I'm worried that that it might be approaching midnight for the peacocks. Oh, oh no! Oh. We just had daylight what? savings. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, daylight savings. There you go. Let's yeah. roll the clock back. Yeah, yeah. Still, still an extra hour. Last time. Last time. Please. Last time. They're, been, they're, they're a ton of fun. I, I think what's been fun about St. Peter's is that they don't fit the mold of a usual. Like last year, Oral Roberts goes to the Sweet 16, which like AJ and I have tried to block out of our minds that, that whole Oral Roberts oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah, also. we Forgot but they, uh, that's because the they, 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 yeah. they were like fun and had, uh, the, I mean, not the St. Peter's and fun, but like they had two dudes that, that just were running circles around everybody. And, and the way St. Peter's is winning is with like defense and just like being smarter than the other team. It, it, it has like more of a Cinderella feel to it, which makes it more fun for me to cheer for. But also, it worries me that they're going to go up against uh, a seven foot four giant and Zach Eady and an athletic freak and Jaden Ivey in the Sweet 16. And uh, it also worries me that they're going back to campus all week and they're just going to have people kissing their feet and telling them how great they are and they might forget to practice this week. I really feel like that that's a serious concern with St. Peter's. Really? Is just going to be gloating around too much? You think that mustache is going to be dancing <laughs> oh, yeah. around St. Peter's? How could he not, by the way? I'd be yeah. I'd be vibing if I was yeah. Oh, yeah. If I was in there. Uh, how come the refs stink? What's going on? That, that personal foul for the dunk or tech or whatever happened for that guy that was like it, out of, straight out of the nfl i don't know if you saw last year the nfl the refs were the ones who decided if you were too happy or or too yeah. mad mm-hmm. that became a penalty in the nfl i enjoyed the fact that now it is the college basketball ref's duty to decide whether or not a dunk was too disrespectful what is that all about how does that become it, something this is I love college basketball more than anything, but this is this is there's a serious crisis with officiating in the sport. Hey, it's and, every uh, sport, dude. Nobody wants to be a fucking ref. Nobody. I, yeah, I, that makes it. But like college, the, the problem with college basketball refs is all these dudes. This is their side gig. Like all these dudes are like paralegals and like fucking substitute teachers and oh, don't get better and, in the NFL. It's the same shit. And, <laughs> same shit and in insurance the NFL. And I, I never understood that that this is like we're, we're billion dollar industries we're talking about. Like the, the guys that are making the calls are, uh, are 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 doing landscaping on the side as as like their real gig, and then they just show up on Saturdays and are like, I'm gonna try to. And they're all like 60 years old and trying to keep up with like 19 year olds that are athletic, and and they're just you know they're waddling up and down the floor trying to keep up 
up with these dudes. It's it, it's a serious crisis. I don't know how we fix it though. Yeah, they all have great slick backs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Great, oh, yeah. Hair. great hair, and that thing tucked in. Mm-hmm. And then while they're holding the basketball, you know, there's always like yeah. such a there's such a power pose all the time with these refs. It's unbelievable because they're being watched at all times. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to root for them or cheer for them. The job stinks. Like we all understand well, that. But I think that's why you're saying like, let's pay them more. Let's get these yeah. people like at least invested a little bit, even though their job does suck and they're inevitably going to get booed by somebody. One thing that's interesting about college basketball refs as well that no one really thinks about is the whole reason that there are when there's a jump ball in the NBA, they toss it up, right? When there's a jump ball in college, they have the possession arrow. And the whole reason they have the possession arrow, and you talk to like any officials or uh, any any powers that be, they'll they'll tell you this is the reason why. It's because they say the refs don't know how to throw jump balls. And so it's like it's like written in the actual rules that the refs suck. And they don't, they're not good at their job. <laughs> so like we have actual rules that are like, these refs are terrible at this. We have to, we have to build rules around it. I don't know. Uh, it's awesome. I, I feel like it's every single sport at the moment. There is some news in the NFL. Uh, Jay Glazer is reporting that Matt Ryan is close to finalizing a deal to become the next Indianapolis Colt quarterback. Wow, wow. Matty. All right. All right. We will get to that. More of that after this college basketball conversation with Mark Titus. That deal might be closed here in the next couple minutes. This is hashtag Jay New happening in real time. Go ahead, Boston Connor. Yeah, Mark, how many NBA guys are in this tournament that you think will go in next year and have like an immediate impact? Like the kid from Duke, obviously, he's unbelievable. You mentioned Jaden Ivey and also uh, the 120 pound freak Chad Holmgren uh, as well. Chet Holmgren's up there. I think uh, Benedict Mathurin of Arizona. He's he he will get a lot of minutes in the NBA the second he steps on an NBA court. He's he's awesome. Uh, Ochai Baji at Kansas. I don't know much you watch this guy, but he's the uh, he's the one uh, first team All American that's still left in the the tournament. So ah, uh, maybe he's a guy to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there's still a handful of guys left. There 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 are, there are guys left, but uh, yeah. Chet Holmgren and 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 Paolo Bancaro. I mean, Jabari Smith was a guy at Auburn that that a lot of people are excited about. They're out now, so uh, that doesn't answer your question. But um, Chet Holmgren and Paolo are, are and, and Jay Ivey, I think, are the three that that most people are talking about in NBA circles for sure. Chet Chet's what seven two or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, one fifteen. Yeah, he's huge. He's got handles too. Was he like not tall at all as a freshman, and then had to, like he's smooth too, like as a big guy. yeah, yeah. He's he's uh he's one of the weirdest, uh, and I say that lovingly, but like he's one of the weirdest basketball players I've ever seen because. I think the comparisons everyone wants to make is Kevin Durant, but he's not. He doesn't play like Kevin Durant. He's not trying to do anything that Kevin. It literally the only reason people say Kevin Durant is because he's a beanpole like Durant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But no, he, he's he's unbelievable. He, he's a fascinating prospect because he doesn't. He, he does not fit any sort of mold whatsoever, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how NBA scouts are going to see it. Yeah, and his dad still oh, hand yeah. oh, yeah. Cam court. Yeah, yeah. every single oh, game, man. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that good footage. Hell Go ahead, Ty. Mark, why does the Big Ten fucking choke every single year? You're a Big Ten guy. AJ I is. I am. We got a couple more in here. Like, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I, well, so this year, I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this excuse. This year, I don't think the Big Ten choked. I don't think the Big Ten was that good this year. Like, it, it was never that good. I don't think anybody. I mean, there there were no number one seeds from the Big Ten. There were no number two seeds from the Big Ten. So. Uh, I don't really feel like we choked this year. I think we just sucked this year, you know, and there's a difference to me. I think last year we choked. Um, 
but I don't know what it is. I mean, I used to make the argument that the Big Ten programs were too clean and that the, the SEC and the ACC and, and big the, everyone else was cheating too much and we couldn't keep up. Uh, but I'm running out of excuses. The more wow. this goes on, okay. and now we're in the name, image, likeness era, so, like, what is cheating in college sports anyway anymore? Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, what the problem is. But hey, is yeah, that what's going on in uh, college basketball? I'll What's give that? you a million bucks, give 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 you a million bucks. There's our starting five. Here we go. Is that is That's, that how- I mean that was that was kind of how it has always worked, but now it's <laughs> like a little <laughs> it's it's actually allowed now. So yeah, I mean that's I was that, thinking that, this yeah. weekend, I was thinking this weekend, maybe, you know, when we retire and we're young, we just hire like a good basketball coach and then we just go pay five high school kids to come play for us. We're in fucking March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Could you imagine us as assistant coaches not knowing a fucking thing about <laughs> basketball? Let's do it. Just have a good coaching That'd staff. Awesome. We're just chilling. We have a team in March Madness. That's literally all it seems like it takes, right? I mean, I don't I don't know business that well. The, the content that you guys would get out of that too would be so amazing. Oh, like nice. I mean, can you give it like you do a behind the scenes documentary <laughs> on that season. I'm watching it. You sell out to HBO. Oh my god, that's shattering records. Well, I appreciate that. I- we should think about Something doing to think that. about. <laughs> First chance. Uh, last question here, Mark. Uh, go ahead, Tiggs. Mark, I've noticed that uh, like so far in the tournament, it seems like defense is winning over the offense. Is that normally yeah. the case in college? And you think that'll continue? Like. Texas Tech, like, do they have a chance to win it all because they have the best defense in the nation? Yeah, so uh, I have a theory about this specifically this year. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but the ball that they're playing with is is extra orange. They have a new ball. Is it rubber? It looks uh, like a rubber outdoor ball. Yeah, it's a rubber. It's it's like I I really I said this jokingly when the tournament started. I was like the ball. There's something wrong with the ball because like all these teams were bricking everything, um, and you know that's kind of the joy of college basketball as as it is anyway that that they break open shots. But God, it's it's on another level right now. And uh, the more I've watched, the more I'm like, oh my God, is like the ball lopsided? Is it is it an outdoor ball like AJ said? so I, I really do think that like the defensive minded teams are are at an advantage this, this year because uh, I like if you watch if you go back and look at the just go look at the box scores of all the uh, the games that happened last night. The, I think Michigan State was the only team that shot even kind of well. Everyone was throwing up bricks all game, and I really do believe it's the ball. That's my theory. That's my that's my. I'm connecting all the dots. So uh, as, as we move forward, look for the teams that uh, aren't affected by the orange ball, the extra orange rubber fucking pumpkin they got out there well by the time by now you think they'd be used to it right but those first couple games you can see how guys may be a little bit off you know oh it feels a little different you know you know if i'm ray allen ray allen that ball is pumped the exact same every single time Mm -hmm. it is put in the exact same spot every single time i'm not saying college kids are like this but i would assume some already have you know at least muscle memory down if that ball is just a little lighter a little heavier a little different shape at Uh all i mean that could fuck you up i mean that legitimately could no, it could, and, and 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 no one no one really thinks about this. But college basketball across the country, everybody uses their own ball. So there's no like the NBA and the NFL obviously use the exact same ball in every single game. Every college basketball program decides which kind of ball they want to use. So when you're going on the road, uh, you can oh, play with a, awesome. a different kind of ball. Uh, you know, you you never know what you're going to get. And the NCAA is using a different ball than they've even used in tournaments past. And it's 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 complete chaos, and that that adds to it. I mean, it's already a chaotic tournament. Then you throw that shit in there, and you're like, "This is this is amazing." Oh, this so amazing. nobody's used this ball. Okay, so <laughs> everybody's using balls. They have never used this one. Uh, we can't thank you yeah. enough, man. Hopefully, you'll continue to join us through March Madness. Good luck with the podcast and on Fox Sports, man. Watching you ascend from the internet to TV has been real cool. 
Likewise. Appreciate you guys having me. It's been it's been fun to uh, to watch you guys as well. And uh, yeah, we'll do it again, man. Thanks uh, for having me. At Club Trillion, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hyde. Yeah! All right. I, I, uh, it was our first time speaking to him. I have respect for him. Uh, so we continued the conversation. We should have stopped that thing 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Not, if it was anybody else, we would have. Enjoy that, dude. I appreciate that, dude. We're in the middle of March Madness. Good conversation. Yeah. Learned a little bit, a lot there. Uh, by the way, the ball thing. Let's under. Yeah. Let's start, yeah, thinking, ball. Thinking, start thinking some unders in that entire thing. Matt Ryan going to the Indianapolis Colts is all but signed, sealed, and delivered, is what's being reported first by Jay Glazer, now by others tagging in. Uh, we are hearing, I can say, we are hearing it's for a third rounder oh, from wow. my sources. Okay. Okay. Hearing it's for a third rounder, but also the bigger conversation is the Indianapolis Colts. Let's finally get a quarterback. Maybe this will help us get other free agents and build our team. The Atlanta Falcons now are forced to move on from Matt Ryan. Is this all because of how they thought they were going to get Deshaun Watson? And in publicly doing so, they knew and acknowledged that the relationship with Matt Ryan at this stage of his career probably done. Were they ready to move on from Matt Ryan? Was that supposed to be something that happened last year when a new coach, new GM came in, but they weren't able to move the contract? Is that something they've been hoping for, for a restart with a new entire program being run out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Fascinating move. Fascinating situation. The dead cap hit for the Atlanta Falcons, with the way Matt Ryan's contract was set up, will be $40 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the largest in NFL history. That is uh, more than what Carson Wentz uh, ate up. This is the largest dead cap in the history of the NFL, it is being reported. Jesus. So who knows how this is panning out. And whenever they say the deal is being finalized, do they mean the trade? Is there a contract happening uh, with this Matt Ryan, like we just saw with Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland? Does that have to be agreed upon before leaving Atlanta or whenever he gets to Indianapolis? Because that would affect everything. Colts finally get a quarterback, AJ. Your thoughts, pal? Well, for, yeah, Colts get Matt Ryan, but I'm more interested in what happens with the Atlanta Falcons. They're taking a $40 million cap hit to get rid of their franchise QB that have been there for so long, and you don't have his replacement there to take the spot. Like, who's going to be the quarterback? Yeah, so you would think that they're maybe in the Malik Willis uh-huh, sweepstakes yeah. here, or maybe Baker. Is Baker going to go there? Good. Can I Good, I guess, because he's in purgatory right now. Maybe Ooh. Jimmy G. Does um, yeah. what's his name have any ties to Mariota since they were both in Tennessee? I don't know if they crossed at the same time or not. Artie Smith. I would assume they crossed paths, right? Because Artie Smith was sleeping on couches yeah, in Tennessee at some point. He was there for a long time. So him and Marcus Mariota, maybe. That's See, now we're starting to piece things together. Great question, AJ. Led to a great conversation here at Last Chance Q. Maybe Jimmy G's on the move. Maybe Mariota. That would make a lot of sense if you liked him, right? Yeah. And Jimmy G has no trade clause. It's hard to imagine him waving that to go to Atlanta now that Calvin Ridley's out and... It seems like they're they get Cordero Patterson back there, right? Yeah, Uh they re sign Cordero Patterson, who's just an X factor. And allegedly, Jarvis Landry and AJ Green (laughs) and Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette were all scheduled to go to Atlanta if Deshaun Watson was going to go to Atlanta. They were all on board. So, Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland. Does that mean they're going to Cleveland? I don't know. Fournette, probably not. not. Fournette was meeting with the New England Land- Patriots. Land- oh, yeah. Landry yeah. was already there. Came out this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if Landry's going to go back. Eh, maybe. Who knows? I don't know how the business ended. 
whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and business can be mended as well. We saw what happened with Cam Newton and Carolina. Yes. Leonard Fournette's uh, meeting with the New England Patriots. They also re-signed Trent Brown, and they cut a fullback because, in the fullback's words, uh, the fullback will no longer be a position in the New England Patriots offense. Bill Belichick, an offense coordinator, is going to be fucking awesome, AJ. Yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I guess. it. Wait, was it the fullback or the fullback coach that said this? Fullback. Oh, this is the fullback. Okay, my bad. When I read it earlier. So, for real, though, what roles is Bill going to have? O coordinator, D coordinator, head coach, GM, what else? Lead counsel. Yeah, lead yep. contract negotiator. Makes That's counsel. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is chef on Fridays. I don't mm -hmm. think it's pizza, but it's like uh, it's a super healthy pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, cauliflower. Yeah, cauliflower, yeah, cauliflower crust. How do you feel about the Colts, though? So, you know, we are quarterback. Hell yeah. I, said, I told yeah. you last week, get excited for Matt Ryan, right? We're, we're you excited. You seem to show some excitement. Listen, Phil Rivers got the team to a playoff, to mm -hmm. what Diggs was about to say. Matt Ryan can move more mm -hmm. than Phil Rivers. Uh, Matt can sling it. They're going to be throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game now. Yeah, he can. He could dice it for sure. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to be – we don't have any, you know, take the top <laughs> off type guys. We'll have to find one. Actually, I think Strahan, Michael uh, – Oh, Strahan. yeah. Strahan. He's healthy. Strahan. Strahan. He is a guy. Yeah. He got hurt, blew his ACL. He's a guy, you know, they'll be able to take top off. And maybe Matt Ryan will get to do that because I think the play action is going to be great because sure. – we got a guy that's right there in the back, you know. Mm -hmm. I think he's like maybe once in a generation type guy back there, you know. And we got an offensive line, although Armstead's not flying to Indy. Teron mm -hmm. Armstead, uh, offensive tackle for the New Orleans Saints. Captain, by the way, see on his chest uh, when you see the jersey of him. He's flying to Miami to potentially go to the Dolphins. And I understand maybe he wants to have fun in the sun, no state income tax in sure. Miami. And, sure. you know, the weather's incredible. And Mike McDaniel seems like one of the coolest dudes yeah. of all time. I get it. But also, Colts, hey, yeah. we're about to go on a run. We need another tackle. You know what I mean? So even though we don't have a tackle currently on the roster, I don't think, Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and Brandon Bean did say this is a very deep offensive line and defensive line draft. So whatever the case. Anyways, Quentin Nelson, Jonathan Taylor. That's all we and Ryan Kelly. That's all we need to know. And that's what we should be doing a lot of. And then when Matt Ryan play action, then he gets to showcase that fucking cannon he has. He's a genius. He'll yep. get you in the right play call. Oh yeah. yeah. BC guy. Yep. My yeah, Matty Ice coming to town. Hell oh, yeah. Gumpy and I made a lot of jokes about this last year. He is he was fucking tough as nails last year he got fucking destroyed and just kept getting up kept playing he but bled a lot last saw year. a lot of him sliding too mm -hmm. a lot of him running and sliding i don't know if he's at the point of his career where he's like there's been a lot of disrespect on my goddamn name about my athleticism and now he's flying around matt ryan welcome to the colts baby yeah. hey let's go hey. I love watching you talk yourself into it. It's what? Great to see in real time. No, 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 no. I think it's a good move. The Colts got to do something, right? You got to have a quarterback. Why not bring in a guy Better that was Baker. an MVP in the NFL not too go. long ago? It's not like he's washed up. He can still play. So I like that they're at least making the moves. You heard Tone Diggs anti-Schmidt uh, retweeted what Tone Diggs said. <laughs> mm -hmm. He said, better than Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to even get in that conversation because I don't like living in these what-if scenarios. Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. I don't even like Got living in what-if scenarios. Yeah. But that was being talked about this morning on the internet. Like, hey, Baker's interested in Indianapolis. Atlanta's still shopping Matt Ryan. Who would you rather? There was actually polls, I think, happening on random Twitter accounts all over the place. Baker, Matt Ryan, Baker, Matt Ryan. And uh, the Colts clicked the Matt Ryan one, I think, because he's definitely more expensive. He is older, mm -hmm. but he has done a lot more, accomplished a lot more. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield, where does he land? I guess that'll be TBD, as they say, in the 
biz, dude. Do we know how long Matty Ice is going to be in Indianapolis? Like, do you think this is a one-year thing, and then if it doesn't go well, then he has like I mean, an we've had five contract? quarterbacks in five years. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. Do you really want to do this, uh, you know, again? Well, he's young, so you won't have to. Time. Enough. You just signed Trubisky for one year, X million. <laughs> Need to stop. <laughs> okay. Jeez Louise. Two years? By the way, I, I I don't know if I mentioned it, but Mitch does have a better NFL record than uh, Deshaun Watson. Just throwing it out there. Wow. Just going back to that trade. Uh-huh. I mean, one's happening right now. Well, but you brought him up. If we could take, it, uh, take a trip back, though. Take a trip back. Fox, you reminded me, too. Mitch did get to play the Lions, what, eight times? Eight so. times, yeah. And killed them. And the Lions should have won all those Jaguars games. Every day. So what are we talking about? <laughs> well, listen. Here's, 2017. Whenever you're talking about, you know, Deshaun Watson, a football player. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, those Houston Texans, they were on fire. That was back before we learned anything about the, you know, everything that was going on yeah. down there. Mm-hmm. There was zero stability. Yeah. He was balling out down yeah, there. Kicked in the face in a playoff oh, game. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? You, you Cleveland people happy, not happy? I saw there was a sign outside of Stefanski. Obviously, that old civil suit thing will be played out publicly as well. So we'll get an answer for all of this. But that that's they as a football team, I mean, what a play. What a move to get him on their team. I think people are, or at least the people that I've run into, and I'm around a lot of Cleveland fans, some of them are super juiced, like, yes, here we go. Like, we're ready. We have the roster. Now we have, have the quarterback. And then some people are torn, like, well, I don't know, like, how I feel because – I, the whole situation, I'm not sure exactly what he did and how it's, how it's going and the allegations, but I'm happy that we have a chance to be, you know, have an elite quarterback. And a lot of people, too, have said, like, I don't know why we had to pay him so much money right away. <laughs> I've heard different fans tell me that as well. I'm like, I don't know. I guess that's a going People rate. in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> we had 200 fucking yeah. Fully guaranteed. That's a lot of money in it. That's more than anybody's ever got. <laughs> Ohio people. I what do you think them. Atlanta was offering? That's what, Yeah. That literally led off the show because people obviously aren't happy about having 22 allegations that seriously and now into a civil situation after the criminal one was not indicted. I don't think I understand the law enough, by the way. I don't think I understand the terms. Went to a grand jury to see if he would be indicted. Is that accurate? Does anybody know? Yes. For a criminal case. So the grand jury is what? Group of people? Just people. There's no judge. Just people. People that hate ham sandwiches. Well, yeah, because yeah, we were told exactly. that they would indict a ham sandwich if right. they could. So I think what how the NFL viewed it, if the grand jury didn't indict him and they got to hear a lot more than I think all of us have. Now, granted, none of that gets made public, I think, in the grand jury, the way it's set it up. So. No. so he doesn't get indicted in that. I think the NFL viewed it as they know more than anybody. They're the literally the law said this. And it was oh, so people were alarmed about how much Cleveland is paying. Atlanta was definitely going to pay a lot, too. Now that we're seeing how this deal was going, I thought it was just a trade. Hey, let's see if we can get back into this thing. It was like a no, you're getting a next five-year franchise quarterback. I think probably everybody was in the same conversation Then you have to assume, right? I, I would guess, but yeah, it, how quickly it happened, too, after he was not indicted. It's like, bam, they hit the ground running. They were obviously ready, and everyone's watching around the league. So yeah, it just all seemed to come together so quick after we've been waiting all year. Like, when? okay, when's the next date where we're going to learn something? We've been saying that for, what, seven months now? Yeah, but then they said that Friday. And yeah. they were like, a lot of answers coming this Friday, a lot of answers coming this Friday. And we looked up what this whole thing, we didn't know what the fuck it was, what was happening. The grand jury, we had no idea what it was. So we look it up, and then we see those quotes. It's like, we were the only ones saying, 
this is not ending on Friday. Like, no. from our research that we have done, with that many allegations, with the, the way this thing goes, with the ham sandwich comment, this thing has to continue on. And, like, that's what courts are, right? Isn't it just, like, one prolonged, yeah. incredibly prolonged process? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it is. I Listen, I Fantasyland, everything is properly justice processed and everything quickly. Like, But I think in real life... That, this shit all takes forever, real, real long. Like, I wonder when we'll get the whole civil thing. Like, yeah. that's going to, yeah. you know, I have no idea. But I think as soon as the NFL, they were waiting on that Friday, I bet somebody, they had somebody probably in each building. Hey, you keep an eye out, okay, on yeah. uh, what's going on in that grand jury down there in Houston, please. And then as soon as it came back, they're not indicted. Them. Bang! Casario's phone was just boom, 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 yeah. boom, yeah. boom. It's crazy. People aren't going to like it ever, by the way. People aren't going to like no. it ever. But Deshaun goes from potentially like 20 years mm-hmm. in jail maybe, you know, to $230 million guaranteed. What a what a ride. And I assume there's a documentary about all of this. Oh, yeah. That's going to come out at some point. We'll see it all. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. But also, like. Absolutely. Wait. He but, said you think it, right? Oh. oh, no, I didn't. Did you say, AJ, did you say you think? Mm-mm. I thought I heard you think. Yes, I think there'll be a documentary about Definitely. all this. At some point. I yeah. think so. Now I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's 100% my fault. But I think they're probably filming, right? Yeah, yeah I would assume so. All of this is probably You filming. think Deshaun is filming? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's not. I mean, they're not going to put out like the actual testimony from the, the accusers, though. The grand jury, you can, I guess. No, no. No, right? but you really think they're following? Like, I don't know, though. Going into that, would you feel that? I guess he has kind of stuck, said how like confident he is in what he believes happened. So maybe he would want that to all people be not, out there someday. Hey, people are not happy. I mean, there was uh, all the networks this morning. Mm. That cover was like, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's those are serious allegations. Mm-hmm. That, like very, just very, a lot of them too. When there's that many, I think very, that's what people are like. Come on now. Very serious allegations. But then the grand jury, it's like such an interesting. Exactly. I, I think that's probably. Yeah, jump into that, those waters then too, because it doesn't mean you're innocent. Obviously, if the grand jury doesn't indict you, but it doesn't, they didn't, there wasn't enough evidence to charge you or indict you. I'm like, all right, I don't know. Well, isn't that, that's what they were waiting to do the entire time, right? It's like, hey, if, we just got to make sure this guy's not going to jail. You know, it's yeah. like, we'll, we'll do our due diligence mm-hmm. on all the other stuff. But as long as he's not going to jail, like, then we can figure everything else out. <sighs> crazy game did you see that video this weekend that bucky brooks tweeted out from the oh. michigan um from the michigan pro day where i forget his david name david ajoba uh, oh jogbo yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to mispronounce it tears his achilles in the middle of one of the workouts you know and the coach just basically walks around and picks up the ball and then they just i think continue doing their thing this guy working out for his dream job something he's worked his entire life for and the people that are running the drills the nfl folks see him tears acl obvious acl i think or not acl achilles i'm sorry mm-hmm. blues achilles i think it was you know pretty apparent pretty serious injury out of nowhere non-contact like i think any of us that have ever been around that type of injury were like oh fuck that's an achilles right there even though i said acl earlier like an idiot so serious injury obviously happened business as usual let's just move on and uh you know a lot of ogs in the nfl were quote tweeting that video from bucky brooks and saying like hey young guys like you need to know 
that whenever you get hurt, they will move the drill, okay? We are moving on with or without you. This is the NFL. And I don't know if that's necessarily 100% how coaches feel deep down inside, but man, I have seen a few situations where move that drill 20 fucking yards, somebody get ice on him, and then they just move on. We don't have enough time allotted for what we are doing currently to deal and stop everything for what that is. That's a pretty serious injury. That's going to take some time. It is it is the way things have always been. I think I'm not 100% sure, but I've seen it a few times. And no, it is not cool at all. It looks bad every single time, AJ. Bro, I know situations where this was it was tough to watch, obviously. You guys walking right by him and everything. And I understand, like, scouts and assistant coaches, whoever's on the side, they're not going to sprint out and go, like, take a knee by the guy. But you should absolutely check on him and see what's going on. But, I mean, I know there's situations where right? guys, yeah, guys have a serious neck injury in practice and they move the drill down 15 yards and an ambulance drives on the field and is putting this guy on a backboard and taping his head to the thing and we're running inside run. That wasn't me on a team I was on, but I know teams where that has happened. Damn. And they're sitting there 10 yards away because, you know, we've got to get our last three reps of inside run or we're going to lose this week. Yeah, it's it's my first time witnessing it because I didn't grow up in the football culture. I played soccer in the fall. My first time witnessing it, I remember going – this is wild. That guy's – and I think they did the same thing. I think he got carted off. I think he went right to the hospital. It was a leg injury of some sort. And it was like, well, we just don't have enough time to figure out if that guy's life's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess – you know, but then it just became like regular. Like people would tell stories. Like, yeah, oh, I seen just like what you just said. Oh, I seen one time a guy, two guys, boom, they're like two guys. They say injury, and they're like, oh, that's why. Don't do that in practice. <laughs> move everything up twenty yards, and the equipment manager's got to move cones and do that. It's just like business as usual almost. But I do believe there's a human somewhere in there. It had to be like, you all right? You know, that, yeah. I think that is the. Yeah. Like, there's more humans. There, there's more humans in there than there are not. Like there's more guys. Like the majority of the coaching staffs, they truly do care about their players and what they do. I think even now more as younger coaches so are getting in, it's more of a peer to peer relationship instead of like dictator to hey, you guys listen to me and don't ever question me. It's not really like that most places. So, but yeah, I mean, as a whole, yeah, there's some bad apples out there that don't care at all and they're just worried about keeping their job. They don't care about what you know <laughs> until they know how much you care. Oh. That's right. Ooh. So Wait. deep. Did you come up with that? Yeah, yeah, I made it up. Goddamn right. Is that a situation where you could have had that <laughs> insurance not. potentially <laughs> that people get? Lloyd's of London. Yes, that one. Okay, so I had the Lloyd's of London insurance on my right leg uh, the year that I got franchise tagged. Okay. And uh, everybody told me it was a good idea. Good idea, good idea. I would have had to get my legs sawed off, basically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> accidentally. And not able to walk or kick a ball for the next like three years to get any of that money. So and I, probably not. I'm not saying it's not worth it for some people for like their shoulders yeah. and like pictures for their arms if something you know could potentially crazy happen in life. But for me, it was basically like can't can't even kick a ball for at least 365 days straight. Don't, don't even have the ability to do it. It's like, well, I feel like I just got worked here a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna remember this though. I'm gonna take this out and I'm gonna remember this. And this is just like blackjack insurance. I know it. It's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's all bullshit. But every once in a while, if you feel the way the cards are looking, exactly. Not that bad of an idea to roll the dice on an insurance play every mm -hmm. once in yeah, a while. Yeah, absolutely. And what if, you know, what if your leg does get amputated? Yeah, you're, you're right. gonna yeah. be thinking, like, fuck, I wish I would have had that Lloyd's of London. I yeah. would have had thirty million fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if you did? stumble into a circular saw exactly so that i would have had to have been there there were certain conditions for that particular it would have been on the football field where you stumbled into a circular saw David right? no that's just for the insurance from the team 
But if you're farting around in your garage and you cut your leg off, are you going to collect that insurance? Well, yeah. that's an interesting thing because I thought about that a few times. You know, you got to you know you got to limp into the stadium. <laughs> and cut your leg off the stadium. Uh, it's thirty mil, thirty mil. I was like, yeah, man. Should Just I slice my foot off? <laughs> Did you happen Real to see uh, Will Compton's tweet about this? I don't. I don't, I don't know, if it, was, enough, I don't know if it was true or not. I did not. What did he say? Uh, he said a story about being a commodity. One time, I got hurt during practice, and Braves didn't even move the drill up. He just ran the next play while I was still on the ground. And he yelled, "We don't have time for this." Can someone who's not a pussy get in there? <laughs> <laughs> and Will had a broken leg. So I don't know if it's true or not. Braves. <laughs> I saw that. I, I assumed he was being sarcastic. He was joking around. <laughs> I don't know. Vrabes podcast mode 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> what a legend, that guy. What is he doing right now? He's at some pro day punching some kid in the face. Yeah, working out. Isn't he? He's at Absolutely. some Absolutely. How about that? Oh, boom. Tennessee Titans lose Julio Jones. They say, hey, let's not be scared because the Julio Jones thing didn't work out of not trying to get better at wide receiver immediately. Bang, give me Bob Woods over there from the yeah. Los Angeles Rams. It'll cost a sixth rounder. Graves <laughs> is probably in the middle of tweeting Will Compton. Probably had, you know, up top shelf and yep. bottom shelf stacked to the gills there smoking marlboro red oh, yeah. with a beer uh we get bob woods yeah what do you guys want in return uh we're thinking like a fifth round pick how about a sixth deal fucking send it when this year no next yeah fucking send it please thank <laughs> how you. is this all how is this all they had to give up it's insane i have no idea and why is he not a cult he's well, a stud he, he's Packer. a stud in what he does on the field but you you hear about all of like the intangibles too that he brings now he does the dirty work how he's like a leader everyone looks to him the I don't, I don't get how he's only a six-round pick for that. Well, maybe the ACL scares some people. Uh, we have Is to, it 1979? Well, like, does it take six years to recover from an ACL now? Yeah, and have people not come back better on the other side of an ACL than they were before? Like, that has happened. That is kind of modern science, especially, you know, in the modern world that we live in with, uh, you know, physical therapists knowing what physical therapists know, the way muscles are kind of – there's new supplements and things that you can do to recover quicker than ever. I mean, it is, it's a wild thing. I, I thought he was going to be a fucking Colt. Guess what? He's not, all right? He's a Titan for a sixth-round pick. Come on, you guys yeah. got Matt Ryan now. You can't be complaining still. Bingo, it, it is confirmed. Matthew Ryan, done deal. Yeah, for a third-round pick, I thought. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the Falcons are trading former NFL MVP Matt Ryan to the Colts for a 2022 third-round pick. Sources tell the rap sheet. Tom Pelissero yeah. and Mike Garofolo, which is very fascinating because hashtag Jay New. So this is an interesting game. Maybe they did all find out, though. Maybe people did tell them each individually the way they worded it. Jay Glazer had this one kind of thrown out into the universe earlier than everybody else. Not that that is that big of a deal because all these people break incredible news on a daily basis. We appreciate you all. But with that being said, the Colts and Matt Ryan are now a thing. Okay, a third rounders going back. How you doing? Keep it moving. Third round bust. Okay, mm -hmm. take care. We got a quarterback now named Matty Ice. AJ, we're back in the fucking Super Bowl. It's great yeah, to be here. here. We go. Great to be here. here. Good day to be a cold, isn't it? For uh -huh. It's a great yep. day. It's a good day for the shoe. Hashtag hashtag for the shoe. Good day for the shoe. I was I was intrigued to see you know. Who's going to be that quarterback? Because I, I I did hear around town they're looking for new season ticket holders. Nah. And, you know they're like doing stuff like that, like sending out reminders for ticket holders. And I had heard because I went and did the public this weekend. Yeah, that was fun. Hey, mm -hmm. congrats, Nick! By the way, congrats, Nick! Hey, yeah. You did the public. I did the public. Yeah. 
What does that mean exactly? I went out in public. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. I'll never go out anymore. It was oh, amazing. Congrats. Thank well, you. Where'd you go? Like a bowling alley or what? No, no, no. We went to, uh, we went to a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good bar. The Oak Point here. We went yeah. to the Oak It was a good time. Unbelievable. Celebrated a birthday. Celebrated live. Yeah. I did the public, but I got a chance to chat with some people that I hadn't seen sometime because I hadn't done the public in a while because I just work and go home, work and go home, work and go home. And a lot of people were saying, hey, a lot of season ticket holders are like, we need to know. You know, who's going to be the quarterback? I think that was something that was very much weighing on the entire organization. You assume for free agents, mm-hmm. they're trying to recruit in there. Hey, come on, we got a good team. Yeah, go, who the fuck? who's touching the ball every single play, though? I'd like to know that. Oh, we're getting it figured out. We're getting it figured out. Boom. You bring in Matt Ryan. People have enough respect for his ability around the league. We'll be able to sign some more players. The boys will be able to go to work. This is a good day to be a Colt. This is a good day for the shoe. This is a good day for everything happening around here in Indianapolis. At possible Julio reunion in Indianapolis with Matt Ice bringing. <laughs> And yeah. Julio Jones, maybe. Wow. Wow. Who? Huh? Uh, oh. Wow. Look at this. I mean, you can't. You guys are dead. Uh, you got no fullback even on the roster anymore. Uh, no. You guys are dead over there, Mitchell Trubisky, on a two-year deal. We got Matty Ice, cuz. Yeah. Hey, Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Take a hike, Hackett. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Matty Ice. Yeah. Matty Ice, dude. Yeah. Fucking nice. Colts are back. Yeah, he's playing with ankle boots on, but. It is interesting, too, that they basically just went out and said, Ursa was like, hey, get me the exact opposite of Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't care what it takes. Give me the exact fucking opposite of Carson Wentz, and we are good to go. Boom. You got Matt Ryan. All right, so the Atlanta Falcons, we had wondered what was going to happen with their quarterback position. We put the pieces together. I believe it was Tone Diggs who actually did it. Uh, You know, at the Titans, where Artie Smith used to sleep on the couch as an offensive assistant, all the way becoming an offensive coordinator to now the head coach of the Falcons. He was with Mariota. Mike Garofolo saying, now watch for Marcus Mariota of the Falcons. Sources say Atlanta is expected to pursue Pursue a reunion with Mariota and Artie Smith, who was the Mariota during his time at the Titans. Hey, feels like our show's doing pretty good today. Yeah, yeah. Good. how about it? Hey, tell me, AJ. Huh? Feels like we're doing pretty good today. Simple. Yeah, they obviously had a plan when they were, you know, working on moving on from Matt Ryan or trading him. They had to have a plan on who was going to be the next guy. That is not true. We moved on from Carson. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, there's a. There's... Take a forty million dollar cap hit. You would think you have some kind of plan. <laughs> Hey, did you just get back from somewhere? We all see what we do every commercial break. We all sprinted to the bathroom, by the way, and came back. Do you do that as well? What do you do? You just hang out in that attic all by yourself? No, I usually uh, sprint down the attic steps over to the closest bathroom. Oh, do you have one in the uh, – is it a pretty good little hall there? I mean, yeah, it's not too far, but it's – I definitely – have to be have, keep a pretty quick pace if I want to get back, especially on those like minute and a half, two minute breaks. Yeah, I apologize for that. That's on me. Had to keep talking Matt Ryan there and whatever other nonsense that just spills out of my mouth. Some of these arenas on Friday Night SmackDown because I got to get up and pee. All right. So there is at some commercial break, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna run pee. Some of these are arenas, man. Some of the voms, some of the voms, sure, don't have uh, men's what? rooms in them. Mm-hmm. Oh no, voms. It's a vomitorium, man. It's the uh, yeah, come on. It's the entry, basically, into an arena. You know, on the corners. Basically, there's like four. What is this from? Who who told you about this term? I was uh, at, well, at an arena. I said, "Hey, where's the nearest bathroom for when uh, you know I got to run to somebody that had been part of the setup?" And they go, "I think you go down that vom back there." <laughs> and I said, uh, 
what? Excuse me? That's, <laughs> I literally, this is exactly how it went. What did you just say? And they ran through an entire arena lexicon. Vomitorium or something? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but yeah. That vom over there. Some of the voms, though, only have women's rooms. Mm. And those are normally the closest. So sometimes mm -hmm. I got to run two, three voms. You know, in the middle of SmackDown, through the crowd, basically. And I sweat. As I'm getting back, I'm putting headphones on. I'm dripping in sweat. And it's like, Roman Reigns is the fucking best. <laughs> you know, just right back in there. It is a wild time. I don't know how you run down the attic door or steps, but you get back in here. Uh, a vomitorium is a passage situated below or behind a tier of seats in an amphitheater stadium. Yeah. Bingo. Right. Yeah. Hey, sorry about it. Now that. Why is it called that? Oh, I don't know, Why dude. Not? Why don't you ask yeah. like the first ever architect? That's where people, people during okay, the show, they used to go through that situation to throw up. So that's how the name was. You don't just keep a giant jug full of your own piss under the announce table that you uh, periodically fill up? Nah. Could you imagine if uh, Ronda Rousey threw the table? Oh, oh my awesome. God, there's piss everywhere. That could be, hey, that could be part of the program. Nah. He throws your own piss at you. No, 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 no. I ain't about that. And by the way, I... Put, Vince should put a porta potty right next to the desk, and that'd be another part of the program like oh here you go pat we don't have to run through the bombs that's actually a pretty good idea get that thing sponsored and then think oh. of like all of a sudden brock when you're not in there he knocks the porta potty over or something then you put you put austin theory in there and you give him a get cranes to lift it up and hang it over the, the crowd oh my god all of a sudden my potty is a party let's go <laughs> yeah okay now we're talking i'm with it <laughs> i like this good brainstorming session yeah. we just had that was a lot of fun uh let's get back to some breaking news Matt Ryan is the quarterback mm -hmm. of the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Atlanta Falcons are quarterbackless. Everybody's linking Mariota to Artie Smith because of their days in Tennessee. Maybe Baker Mayfield. Maybe Jimmy G. Is Jimmy G going to be a niner then? Because we're wondering about Baker oh. Mayfield having a landing spot now because the Colts are taken and the Falcons are allegedly in on Mariota, which we could have never guessed Mariota being the next domino to fall after the quarterback thing here. Matt Ryan coming to the Colts changes everything, I think, A.J., yeah, I guess. I mean, there's so many. Has there ever been an offseason where we saw so much movement from high profile no. quarterbacks and just big time names all over the league? And I would like to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say yeah. thank you. It has you. been fun. Yeah. I think everyone, even involved, probably GMs, coaches, everyone's like, hey, this is cool. Like, if you have a guy, if you have a quarterback, I mean, Carolina's sitting there trying to find a guy. Yeah. Other teams are trying to, but it's got to be, you know, it keeps on her toes. It's not boring, that's for sure. To all parties involved, we thank you, honestly. Thank, thank you, parties. Thank you for this. Because <laughs> You see what Connor looks like today, by the way, AJ. Have you seen this? Looks good. What do you got? Uh, you got a little fontanel up there you're protecting still? No, I see uh, NHL trade deadline Turn day, pal. Clearly, you're not a hockey guy. <laughs> no, you just look like little kids that still have a soft spot and have to wear a helmet. What? Yeah, you've never seen a baby wearing a helmet? No. I have. What's that for? A soft spot? Yeah. Yeah, fontanel. Just in case a hawk comes in and fucking grabs it yeah, what? no i don't so birds of prey okay. i i assume that's what it was for you're protecting the soft spot oh. he doesn't have a font more, okay yeah, that's this right this guy's a full-blown adult even though it doesn't look like it currently yeah he's just dedicated <laughs> to hockey right that's right yes the bruins are getting so much better today We're no you aren't punk. you guys are fucking stinking no, we got the best defender in the league over the weekend my guy weeks he fucking broke the news and fucking popped about it pal hey how about weeks he breaking news oh, from the middle God. of the windstorm right yeah now. he's crushing i saw weeks he break some news in a windstorm the other day uh-huh he doesn't out. care do it anywhere hey uh pens are getting better we got patty kane today well i don't oh, know oh, if you oh, oh, patty kane. is he really no no <laughs> that'd be awesome i'm not an insider for hockey but anyway that's how people operate yeah my sources are telling me uh patty kane to yeah. the pens dude uh -huh. so, no, 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 no. all you gotta do is put per sources 
Yeah, well, that son of a bitch lied. I don't go listen to them again. Who were they? Well, they're anonymous for their safety. <laughs> well, how do we know they're not just going to lie to you again? Uh, uh, fool me once, you know. Hey, that gonna... should be like real journalistic integrity. If you use anonymous sources and it's wrong, you should out your anonymous sources if they're truly, if you truly had a source. That's fascinating, isn't it? Because then you would be putting them to the fire. Mm-hmm. Be a little yeah, kind of like, hey, if you want to be an anonymous source, you better be right because if not, you will be public. Hey, that's what we're looking for in uh, officiating, right? Yeah. yeah. Officiating. Like, there should what? be press. I, I've heard this pitched a lot on the internet, but I believe the refs of all sports that are on television that other people have to watch should have to do press conferences afterwards and explain what happened. I, I think that is, I know people have been pitching this for a long time. I think it'll help the refs publicly, you know, because they can say what they were thinking and they can admit fault. Too, in yeah. those press conferences. And then I think it helps the humans, too, because we at least feel a little justification from like, hey, what the fuck? Like that kid dunking in the middle of madness. Yeah. That, that, that took me back to the NFL. Took me back, right, literally, as I was sitting on the same couch watching the same TV, it happened. I was like, oh, you remember when those refs were like, don't you dance. Don't you even think about being happy right now. Like, why is that a thing? Why is this happening, you know? The dunk one was, I mean, absurd. It's uncalled for. What? Is there any explanation from anybody on why this guy hasn't been fired? Like, what happened? Well, Gene Steratore gave a full... Uh, by the way, I love Gene. You love Gene. Everybody loved Gene. I think that Gene has ever refed. He's a man. Yeah. One of the only refs universally loved, I think, in all sports in which he refed. Now, I am very happy for that Western Pennsylvania man. Thank you. Paisano. Paisano. Ooh, of course. Western Pennsylvania. Of course. Exactly. I'm very happy that that man has had incredibly successful careers officiating, you know, football at the highest level, college basketball. I think he could have done NBA if he wanted to, I'd assume. I'm, I just, I, I feel like that is in his blood. I'm, I'm happy he's so accomplished that he gets to have the perfect, CBS is the perfect place for him to work. College basketball and NFL games. I mean, it is literally perfect. And he probably got a massive pay increase. So job well done. Yeah, hey, Gene. Gene. But Gene needs to be running a school, too. Like, they need to go to Sterator School. You know, they need yeah. to figure out how to – I don't care what you're refing. I think you need to go. Just the way he handles the game, emotions, energy, like just being able to be a little self-aware, I think a lot of these refs, you know, just lack out on. It's not their fault. I just think it isn't ever presented to them in a fashion that can be explained, like, hey, you're fucking up the game because of this. You know, like that is something I think Gene Sterator could do. Yeah, like – just the, the call that they, they give the kid when he, may, he dunks and he has to hang on the rim for a half a second so he doesn't flip backwards because of his momentum and people below you, all that stuff. Like, what? I don't know. Like, if he sat there, if you teabag a dude, if you teabag the back of his neck That's or his I head, thought. yeah, I understand the technical, but there was nobody in sight. He, was, he had no intention of doing that. It just doesn't make any sense. And I think he looked at a guy because he didn't want to hit the guy coming off of right. the rim. And then he, he jogged. got off the rim really quick, too, I feel like, for how much momentum he had. Then he jogged back. Yeah. Like it it yeah. wasn't like a stuck around. He like jogged. Uh-huh. I, that was insane to me. You know, a lot of these basketball refs, and, you know, when you lose bets, it's easy to do this. But a lot of these basketball refs, they have that whistle in their mouth just waiting. Uh-huh. And some of them, I'm like, how do they know that a, a guy's hand hit right here as opposed to his pinky right here? Just like they can call that. Hey, they can call that at will. Yeah, every time. And then whenever they slow it down in slow motion, it's like, oh, you can see how his arm got his pinky there. It's like, oh, okay. So they have like their their air percentage is rather large it's like uh-huh. yeah if they even touch them it's a trouble it's but then the amount of charges that get called yeah versus it's just 
They could call it on the, anything on the body at any time. Any time, because they called a bump or something, yeah, and it was like, anytime. so you can't box out? But I thought that was called boxing out. Well, I did it in a, in a malicious manner. What the fuck are we talking about? That is, I, I never played basketball at like a real level with real rules and everything like that. I don't think I understand how that is not something that people get pissed off about every time you watch basketball. Well, and a lot of those games, too, like they'll, they'll just let them play in the first half, and then in the yeah. second half they get... Yeah, and and yeah. like they really can impact you. One of the starters gets you know picks Four. up two fouls right away. Like that guy's not playing the next ten fifteen minutes. Like and and it happens in damn near every game. It feels like where at some point they're just like, all right, we need to remind people that this is our show as well. We're here. Yeah, we traveled away from our families, put these suits on, and we got these things. Ain't nobody got mm-hmm. their their shoes can whistle. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did it look so stops. terrible too? The ref uniforms are awful. They're like Under Armour material tucked in so tight. Then they wear, it looks like, all jet black hokas that have a nine-inch uh, heel on. I'm like, I just don't I get it. I actually did see a hoka on one of the refs. I was like, oh, look oh, at those hokas. I, I walked by someone at a basketball game this weekend wearing hokas, and I just laughed out loud. Didn't say anything. I'm just, oh, okay. This oh, is real. You're Whoa. such a bully. Yeah, yeah what, what the, the hell? hell? Imagine him walking. I'm walking. They didn't hear me. I'm walking. I'm chuckling. And my kid's like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Imagine him walking. His fingers naturally throwing up gang signs because yeah. how mangled they are. <laughs> of course. You walk past in Ohio. Oh, my God. That's AJ Hawk. And then he. <laughs> nice shoes. And then just keeps walking. He, he That is unbelievable. <laughs> Despicable. That's what you do. I was past it. They had no idea I was laughing at them or with them. I see you were laughing at <laughs> That fucking guy's got platform runners. No, I was like, wow, Pat's not lying. People actually wear these out in the wild. Like, it's real. In the public, dude. Uh I thought you only wear them if you're running an Ironman or something. Well, I might be getting into that. I'm in good shape right now. I know. I I feel good. You're good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I just sprinted up 70 stairs, though, this morning on the Stairmaster. I think I'm lighter than I was the last time I was doing all this because I started at a much lighter weight. And for whatever reason, my lungs feel a lot better. Now, I know long COVID's supposed to not be that way. Mm-hmm. I feel real good right now. I feel real good. Legs a little heavy after the Stairmaster days still. Hopefully, like another week of this, we'll, I'll, I'll be able to break through that and just feel good all the time. But I feel good. What are you doing? Are you just doing cardio? You, you jacking weights up? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm jacking some weights up. You know, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing some weight work. Um, but mo- a lot of cardio and boxing, though. Okay. You, are you shows. okay? To get obviously, you need to be in great shape to have a match at WrestleMania against a guy. Yeah. But you don't know how long the match. The match could be two minutes. It could be Listen, an hour, right? No, I got pretty good. This thing's gonna be probably uh, I don't know eight seconds long. Yeah, sure. If I had to guess. Oh, you want to you want to make it longer than that? Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm here to get a dub. All right. If I whoop miss, boom, that thing's over. One, two, three, I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm 100% with it. Now, if it doesn't, you know, if if he catches one early like old Patty Pimblett, oh, oh shit, a little bit of a, a little bit off there, and I got to work a little bit, you know, like a fucking boa constrictor. Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him wrapping his legs around that guy and just locking him in mm-hmm. and then just pounding his face. <laughs> yeah. Give me your chin. Give me your chin. Give me your chin. Give me your chin. You gave me your chin. Yep. This thing's over. I mean, it was... 
I'm so happy for this dude. He talks shit and then backs it up. I love everything about it. The amount of confidence it takes to put it out there, you know, a lot. The amount to go and back it up, which means the amount of work you have to put into it, the amount of sacrifice you have to put into it while being this super fun, shit-talking guy, him working, the amount of shit he's had to do behind the scenes that are very miserable to get to this point. I have the utmost respect for anybody that talks about it and is about it, and this dude is. Good for him. He, he blew the roof off the gaff, and he yeah. did. Uh -huh. Now he needs a stadium. Mm -hmm. He's a true. He's a star, man. Like he's a legit superstar in that sport, and I think, yeah, having he's a total package. I, I listened to him afterwards talk about how, you know, if he keeps making money and continuing, no one's ever going to be looking for food where he grew up. Like he wants to help people. Like he seems like not only an awesome personality, great fighter, but seems like a good dude. A scouser, I yep. believe. <laughs> that accent. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is. He said I tore me LCL or whatever a couple weeks ago. Still got a first round sub. So. I'm going I'm to heal that. I'm going to get fat, probably. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be fighting whoever. And then he said, the lion do not concern themselves with the opinions of sheep for the last guy that called him out. And then he calls out Instagram, calls them bullies. Mm -hmm. And then Freedom for 97, I guess, is a, uh, it was the song that he had them sing. That is something that is an uh, un unsolved case of something that bad that happened in Liverpool Damn. back in the day, I think. Or oh. Justice for 97, I think, is what he had him sing. He had the entire... It was a show, though. That guy was a, an entire show whenever he was out there. Dana White's got to be so pumped about it. Yeah, he's like a... You know, they, that's why they make comparisons to Conor McGregor with how he, like, relates to the fans, how much they love him, how much he can talk and then back it up. So, yeah, I, I hope he can continue on this path. Me too. London, by the way, those fans were fucking insane. Oh, oh yeah. Jump. That's like when wrestling goes over to Eng or Europe, they're fans. The Hey. Are they? Oh. Those. Yeah, I went to it. The best part, when I was in London years ago, the greatest thing, I, my favorite part, we did all the sightseeing, all that, whatever, was we went to some, like, local pub for at like 10 a.m. and there was a, a bunch of dudes there watching soccer going crazy we ate and then my buddy and i we went back at 4 p.m. for like an early dinner because like that place was so awesome the same group of people were there cheering yelling at the tvs i was like this is it this is what this is a true feel of what this place is like it was awesome that's why watching those soccer games you know and we watched during covid uh, when there was no fans there and if you know with the way they zoomed into it you could kind of get lost in the sport if somebody good was playing like christian police like the best in the world right obviously always back he's back being the best for you yeah always has been. all right listen there might have been a little you know a couple of potholes in the road there but he's back he's young he's gonna figure Come it on. out but watching those games with those fans it is just 90 minutes straight of just them chanting and singing. Their energy levels just never seem to dip. And it is fantastic. It is especially, imagine if their first sport they were introduced to was American football. Imagine what they, oh. like if they were fans for American football and, you know, the NFL fans were fans for soccer, soccer would be a snooze fest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be. They keep you interested almost in those games sometime. Just the chance, the random chance, the, you just check it out, they're going banana land. You never know if somebody's going to end up on the goddamn field, which I'm sure they're trying to combat at all times, but. Every some time. places, some places they just start curb stomping people and they have to cancel the game. Well, wow, that's uh, not yeah. Europe. That was not yeah. Europe. Nope. Where was that? Mexico. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Barcelona's all the way back, though. Also. Are they really? Very good squad. They beat Real Madrid in the El Clasico four bagel yesterday. Wow. Good for Barcelona. Four goals for Barcelona. Mm -hmm. Bagel goals for Real. Real Madrid. In Real Madrid. Bro, Ooh. Barcelona moves on from Lionel Messi. And. Mm -hmm. 
He goes to PSG. Mm-hmm. And we thought Barcelona was dead. Stop yeah. It, we it. actually thought they were going to go bankrupt, lose the entire sure. team. That's right. Barcelona said, nah, 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 mm-hmm. nah. We're from fucking Barcelona. Mm-hmm. We will dig down deep in our loins and we will fight for everything we got because that's what Barcelonans do. And now Barcelona's all the way back at the top of the entire thing, pal. Barcelona legend Xavi came back to coach oh, the Xavi. team ever since he took over. Barcelona, very good at soccer again. Wow. See, Zavi knows what it's about Zavi in Barcelona. Uh-huh. Also, Spotify saved them too. Spotify saved Barcelona. Well, yeah, they've always they've always been the Camp New. Obviously, the stadium's Camp New, but now it's Spotify Camp New. So they 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 invested, saved oh. the entire thing. Yeah. That's because at Spotify they respect Barcelona big time. Just like you two, you need to you name two players. So that's the thing about this Barcelona squad. They're so deep. They got these Stop guys. Stop saying the full name. They're so young. I think, uh, uh, that is how it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. for Barcelona sure. Barcelona ball. What are you And that is a good is point because when they lost Methy, you thought it was just over and done with. Bingo. Because Lionel Methy is a game changer. He's he winning that golden Lombardi. Yeah. That's right. The, the, is he still with the door? Huh? The blonde door. door. He's winning that thing. <laughs> yeah, every single Come on. Year. For Barcelona. <laughs> Bingo. It's either him or Cristiano oh, yeah. Ronaldo. That's right. What about Chris Polific? Well, uh-huh. that's the thing about Polific. He's player too. Born for Barcelona. What's your problem, AJ? What do you, I don't know if it's... So is Messi still on this team? He's Ooh, on PSG. He's on PS. <laughs> Who are you talking about? It sounds to me like this. if they won, I assume bagel means zero. It sounds like their goalie just stood on his head. Right? No, no. Yeah. You give credit to Messi. Yeah. Well, well Messi, Messi wasn't well, there. He wasn't involved but why, in the you, game at all. why are you talking about Messi like he's there? Because whenever yeah, Messi left, we thought Barcelona, Barcelona was dead. Bingo. Come on. Follow Lark. the product. Why does this guy not know anything about the Follow soccer? Follow the product. <laughs> yeah, please do. Jeez. One time. You tell me when, when Alexi Lawless comes back. Alexi? I'll, I'll tune in. That's <laughs> <laughs> Lawless. <laughs> Excuse me. Listen, if Tony Miola wants to get back Duh. and go. Yes. Even though we got that 16-year-old-looking kid who's yeah. a stallion. What's his name, Gumpy? We got a union. Brad Guzman? Oh, dude, hold on real quick. Let's stop with the bullshit <laughs> soccer talk. Let's get to real soccer talk. Okay. Although the soccer Lombardi is coming home for the first time to the United States of America. Uh-huh. Is that the World Cup? Yes. Yeah. The soccer okay. Lombardi. Okay. Coming to America. Again, you know, it's going to be like a yeah. big yeah. celebration. Like, hey, here I heard we might not even send our team there because of all the strife that has gone on where it's being played. What did you stop? Dude? I do not know that. Yeah, what? Cutter's beautiful. Well, if that's not going to be the case, then we'll win the next soccer Lombardi whenever hopefully everything's, you yeah, know. Back here. On home ice. Uh-huh. Whatever the case. Our team's fucking better than everybody. I know it. You know it. We all know it. Okay? Sorry about it. <laughs> Your sport, we've taken it over. I saw a preview for the England national team's documentary. I'm not hurt since sure we're better than everybody. Anymore. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, those guys are practicing together. Those guys are hanging out together. That's they in the preview I watched, it's like we can't get the can't get the lads off the pitch. Like they want to hang out around. Our team doesn't even see each other once every fucking eight months. I'm a little bit worried about how England's running their operation. There's a documentary coming out, I think, on month tonight. Today. Today. Tonight it's coming out yeah. on YouTube at like 7 p.m. or something like that. I don't know if it's their time, our time, what time, but there's a documentary coming about this England team behind the scenes through the entire Europe where so they missed the penalty kick and everything. 
This team is a tight team. Our team doesn't even fucking. We got an A team, a B team, a C team. Yeah. I'm worried about it. Oh, well, that no, team no. lost us thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So let's maybe let's not judge how we're working off of that fucking team. Okay? Yeah, but they're, but they're callous is what I'm saying. That documentary looks awesome. Yeah. Wait, but our team though, are there are is our team? Are they all spread out on their MLS teams right now, and then they come together once in a while? Where are they? We got guys playing overseas. Yeah. Come on, Bundesliga, dude. Yeah. So how do these other teams get to stay together the whole time? They, because they're in. I think because they're in England. A lot of these. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their league's mm-hmm. so big. But aren't they all on their own teams? Yeah. Yeah, but to hang out, England's the size of what Massachusetts. Or yeah, exactly. Pretty small. pretty small. When Manchester oh, okay. United and Liverpool's rivalry was at its peak. They had to take two buses to games for England because they all hated each other so much. See, that's yeah. I like whenever you guys are like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we need England to be yeah. like. We need them on two different buses. Our wow. team just needs to be in the same fucking continent for a little bit. That'd be great. Wait, own team, their own team had to take two buses because they hate each other so yeah, much? Yeah, the rivalry was mm-hmm. so bitter. They couldn't stand each other, and they never won. They had so many good players. The Reds and the Blues. Yeah, but that team goes as Ari Kine goes. So. Ari's a part of this. Ari's yeah, I know. Right. No, for how long? It was always glory for Ari. Ari's on fire I mean, right I now, hate dude. to break it to him, exactly. but if fucking Wayne Rooney's not walking back out on the pitch, <laughs> It doesn't matter. Bingo. Okay, they're cooked. Uh, what about Beckham? I heard he was yeah. maybe coming back for right. another swing. Maybe he'll coach. Alex Ferguson coaching? Oh, is he? Sure. That guy got knighted because of how goddamn yeah. good he is at soccer. Yeah. What so, happened to the big dude no that worries. took the world by storm that played for the L.A. team, Abram- Abramovich or whatever? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Have some respect. It's on AC Milan, you <laughs> asshole. Ibrahimovic, please. There we go. I was very close. Not at all. Mm. He's still he's still one of the best players, right? I know yes. he made a big a splash over here. He's yeah, Zlatan's the best. He's probably the best MLS guy that we've gotten. Thierry Henry was here. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. He obviously did well in the tri-state area, I believe, because he was playing for the Red Bulls. Yep. Beckham was huge. He was making like $2 million a day for like five years yep. to play in the MLS. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I think with the amount of shit he talked, kind of broke through a lot for whenever people were falling off the MLS. I enjoyed watching him, especially in the... Uh, El Trafico. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. It always put on a show when it was L.A. versus L.A. all day. El Trafico always delivers. It does. Just like March Madness. What did he play? Did he play 10 games for L.A.? Like, where is he? What are you talking He's about, there for, like, dude? three what? years, you buffoon. Yeah, they won really? every game. Follow the program. I better start following the program. <laughs> yeah. Gump, if Gump's getting Columbus up Crew is okay. still undefeated this year, AJ. You're looking mm-hmm. good. Hey, oh, yeah. wow. Columbus Crew. Crew. I know. <laughs> 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 lower dot, lower.com stadium. It's a beautiful setup. All right, let's go to the phones here on the 5 Hour Energy phone line. Let's go to Seth in Pittsburgh. Remember, go to 5 Use promo code McAfee to receive 10% off. Seth, what's going on, Diner? Uh, first off, how we doing? Keep it moving, boys. You Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Seth. Hey, uh, congratulations on Matt Ryan, first off. Thank you. Uh, soccer talk. Thank could you. be worse. Keep could be much off. worse, like uh, Mason Rudolph. Um, I just wanted to ask, are you going to show up uh, next Monday in Pittsburgh and embarrass that stooge Austin Theory in your hometown? What? Yeah. Yeah. Seth, oh, I appreciate that. Cool. Is that, uh, he said next Monday, so that's where Raw is next Monday? Next Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pittsburgh. So, like, SmackDown doesn't go to Indianapolis or to Pittsburgh. Raw has been to Indianapolis twice in the last year, and now they're going to Pittsburgh. Come on. Come on. What's that about? How far in advance do they book them? I have no idea. I just learned they're in Pittsburgh next Monday. Operate like two different shows, by the way. Just, mm. you know, I think the same couple people, obviously, are part of both, but. You're like two different teams, basically? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I'm not a part of the SmackDown team. I only show up on Friday. They work house shows all weekend, you know, like those. The SmackDown crew arrives in cities, you know, and it's. So uh, all those wrestlers, they like say 
Where are you this Friday? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, so- where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? That's where it's over there in New York. It's uh, one of the boroughs. That's yep. right. We're going to be there. Hell yeah. Barclays Center? Yeah. Oh, that'll be sweet. But then, so then those guys and girls, all those wrestlers, they'll go wrestle somewhere Saturday, not on TV? Yeah, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. I've been following along with Instagram. I need to ask more. I can't believe they still do those house shows that they don't air. They do arenas, man. It's like they, I know. they do full arenas. Over there. And I guess those shows are like, I guess those, you know. No holds bar, like old wild. school wrestling. Yeah, I guess they're, they're like great shows. I know like the um, some of the women and men that I've talked to love doing those shows. Like those shows are. Good. Is there a commentary? Like it's their commentators? Like does Michael Cole go? No. Is there like a PA guy at least that announces it for the whole arena? Yes. Got it. We still keeping up that charade. We got to be vaccinated to be in Barclays. <laughs> are you, are you charade? Are you working for the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> that was the general we just to play because Kyrie went to the game and sat courtside. Well, Pat's announcing. So. Well, he works for Brooklyn Nets though. Right. That are in New York. Yes. And if he played, he'd be working. But when he went to the game, he was just a spectator. Bingo. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, he was breathing the same air, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Is right he okay? There. Is he all right? Uh, I Because that's for know. his safety, too, right? Yeah. Of yeah. course. Is he all right? I think. I haven't seen him. Are you okay, AJ? I'm doing great. Me too, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, here's Doss. Yeah. Hey, you're a pretty good day. Right, cheers. Hey. Cheers. Drinking hey, a lot of Gatorade lately. Yeah, just trying to stay hydrated. Actually, this is my own concoction. You know, I put water in there, and then I got the uh, Gatorade Zero uh, packets. Packets. And then I do a nice little, you know what I mean? Because it's hard to find the uh, uh, Glacier Freeze Zero. Gatorade Zeros. Yeah. Hard to find. Right, fly off green tea? Your green tea is fine, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't, doesn't this de- uh, uh, dehydrate you a little bit, caffeine? I mean, they claim caffeine oh, dehydrates you. I disagree, but I yeah. Agree. Well, I would listen to you more than I'd listen to whoever they are that you're talking about. What else do I nah, need to know? You got to trust the science, I guess. That's not. Yeah, but you're do. like a super meathead. You work out. Well, I think I, I believe. So like black coffee, people say, oh, you know, it dehydrates you because they just heard it dehydrates you. Yes, I, I've i seen that where they, they claim that black coffee or, you know, the caffeine dehydrates you. I could drink 10 cups of black coffee, which I, I've told the story I did before the Super Bowl because we got there 15 hours early in the locker room. And that hydrates me because, hey, bud, it's just water. Just sprinkled through some beans. Just push through those beans. I'm fine. I got a lot of, a lot of liquid. Okay. So you, when nutritionists will come into the Packers. Uh, by the way, I'd have very similar conversations. Don't drink, but I'll, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that if you're putting a bunch of Splenda and sugar and garbage and cream in it. No, that that will dehydrate you and make you, well, you know, won't be good. But well, black coffee, dude, fine. What about two Splendas? Yeah, that's not great. Kill that's you. fine. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You don't need to. You don't need the Gatorade. All right. All right. AJ, come he's, on. He's all right. Uh, science checks out. What? Just normal black coffee will not dehydrate you. That a baby AJ. Okay. Okay. I never read that anywhere. I came up with that on my own. <laughs> Does that say sources? AJ Hawk there? Is yeah, I, that think so. I think we got to update it. Study peer review. Peer review. Right. AJ Hawk. I, I learned about peer review this past season on this show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember? Right. It's nice. We learned about science, peer review, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. I learned about that. I got thrown into that conversation. You know, Bro, hey, did Diggs? Yeah. I, I'm not trying to get into this, but I saw, I'm sure Diggs saw the clip where Fouch said, be prepared to possibly be masked again. Like no, nah, he of didn't say that. Told you he was in the lab cooking something up. No, what is, is it? Stop, Tony. Tony. Come on. We, we don't know. Reti- that's not real. That's not real. Okay. No, okay. it is real. That's not real. They're not going back to that match. He didn't say we're going to for sure, but he said we need to be prepared yes. and it could happen. No, I don't prepare for anything not happening. I don't want to happen. Yep. No, I, I, I agree with that. And then whenever it happens, I'll just be devastated. Yeah. 
So it's a lot better life, you know? It's just moments of devastation as opposed to prolonged devastation thinking that something terrible is going to happen. So I'd rather just say, nah, we ain't doing it ever again. Is this real? I don't, I, this just came out of no, This just came out of left field just like peer review did that day. It is being reported, and Fouch did say that, yes. Well, tell Fouch. In response to what? To the new variant. New variant. Which variant is this son of a bitch? Because Omicron killed them all. Yeah. Uh, it's a sub-variant. Like substitute or submission? I think they found it in Israel. Submissive, probably. Oh, so it's yeah. soft? This one's soft, then, if it's submissive. I mean, yeah. Fauci just had to talk. It'd been so long. All right. All right. Hey. Tell Fauci I ain't putting on a fucking mask again. <laughs> well, all right. All right. I'm done with you. Good God. God. Tell, we don't know if this is I'm real. Sure it's, called B, it's called BA, too. Did anyone ask Deshaun Watson if he was vaccinated? Yeah, well, I don't know if that conversation happened. Or his contract, $230 million, none of that came up either. That's a lot of money. It's a sublineage mm. of the Omicron variant. What? This is an an- the Omicron's the ancestor of the BA2? Yeah. Badass, too. That's what they... Yeah. yeah. Hey, you thought that Omicron was a runner? Wait till you see Badass, too. This son of a bitch is just as fast, much more powerful. Omicron was a bitch, dog. Fast, though. <laughs> fast, though. Yeah. Very fast. fast. Very fast. It was fast. That thing... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why you had those sunglasses on for a little bit, because yeah. it would. Anybody you looked at, bang, I got it, you got it, we got it. <laughs> bang, you, I got it, you got it, we got it. Yeah. Never forget the OG, the 1-9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1-9 was a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. That was... Dirty. That was Corona. Is Fouch still throwing out the first pitch on opening day again? In Washington? Yeah. I don't know. I ain't watching if he is. Well, I bet you it's Carson. Oh, oh it's yeah. got to be Carson. Uh-huh. Do you think Fouch is going to be so pissed oh. when fucking Carson Wentz is the guy throwing it out fucking instead of him? Yeah. On the black. Oh, sure. my God. No Joe isn't going to walk out there and burn one down the middle? Who? Joe Biden. Oh. President Joe Biden. Yeah. I don't know if he's throwing any pitches right now, is he? he got a lot Could going be. on. Man, When's right. opening day? Has he thrown any anywhere? Uh, April seventh. Have we ever seen him throw an opening pitch? Maybe for the Delaware. He's got a fucking nasty curveball. I have seen. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, twelve to six drops off the table. It's fucking sick. Imagine, imagine him stepping up there, full suit. Yeah. Full suit. Obviously, probably still has the mask. When is this? April seventh. I don't know. TSA's still doing it, right? Are they still doing it? Sons of bitches. So he has the mask on. What if he fucking has a glove? And what if Joe Biden fucking goes out there? And throws a fuck you. Fucking really snaps it off. Snaps that thing off. <laughs> yeah, the catcher even moves. Yeah. There's Zito. And they, they find that he has a dollop of Vaseline on the bill of his hat. <laughs> and he makes a ball. Can't have that. He's, he's reaching into glove. Mm-hmm. Working that thing. Oh. Picks up the chalk. Hits it a couple of times. The world would explode. Mm-hmm. Why don't they do that? That'd just be a funny little joke. From so you can see it, you can see yeah, it. That's twelve to six action. Holy! Oh shit. my god, he's about to fucking hawk that thing. Is that fucking Biden or Bill Murray? It does look like Bill Murray. Is, Is that it? from twenty twenty two? All right, yeah. all right. Chink. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. What? Uh, Jameis Winston. Breaking news: Jameis Winston will remain a New Orleans Saint. Um, okay. The Saints are re-signing quarterback Jameis Winston to a two-year deal with a base value of $28 million, including $21 million guaranteed. Sources tell Pelissero and Rap Sheet. So after missing out on Deshaun Watson, New Orleans turns to an old friend at quarterback. Now, they listed Taysom Hill as a quarterback when they redid his contract a couple weeks ago. Remember, his deal, Taysom Hill, has incentives in it to pay him $40 million a year at quarterback or like 16 17 or 15 I forget 
if he plays the gadget position for a more amount of reps. Now they basically say, this is our starting quarterback, just like Drew Brees said on the sideline whenever he was retiring, and he was patting Jameis. This is your team now. It's your team. This is your team now. It is officially Jameis season in New Orleans. Good luck to Jimmy Winston. Back in an offense, I think that he knows. I don't know how big the turnover is after Sean Payton leaves, but let's go, Jameis. Another start here. Uh, another chance for a fresh start. That's, I think that's great money, too. Two years, 28 mil with 21 guaranteed. Like, Did you think he was going to get this much? Well, a couple years coming ago. Coming off an injury, too, coming off an ACL. A couple years ago, whenever he was a free agent for the first time, there was – an absurd amount of people on the free agent market. He ended up being the musical chair that was left out. He signed for $1 million to go to the New Orleans Saints. This is going to be quarterback school, Harvard school. So he never really got his second big contract. I wonder, knowing that he's in a position to be their starter, if they said, hey, you guys are going to have to pay us at least a little bit of money because when he was up for his big money, nothing happened. He's taking a massive cut here. So maybe they had plans all along. If we can't land Deshaun, we'll sign Jameis, and maybe they kept Jameis informed on that. Whatever the case, Happy for Jameis Winston to get another chance to go here. I guess, you know, they, they value rehabilitation uh, on an ACL a lot better than, like, I guess every other team about Bob Woods' ACL for yeah. a six-round pick or whatever the case it was. For sure. What, what is Baker Mayfield going to do? Is he, he's not going to be starting Panthers? next year anywhere. I don't know. I mean, Seahawks. Panthers probably go all in for Jimmy at this point. Yeah, I guess Seahawks oh, are definitely Jimmy too. Is still out there too. Jimmy G allegedly still available. But if they had two second round picks in hand already, like that has to be bullshit, right? Because yeah. otherwise they they would have already like no one. I don't think you're not getting anything better than that. Who re- who re- reported that? Which one? The two. Was it Morton? Second round uh, picks. Was that Peter King in his article? Or was that Albert Breer? Someone sent sure. it in the group. I read it. AJ, he's uh, I'm like, why is that getting made publicly? I actually asked Brandon Bean. I'm like, why, why, yeah. do you, why do you think that's getting made public? you think that's real or not? Is that like a bird call for them? Hey, this is what we already got. If you want to come get Jimmy, we need a little bit better than this. I don't know. What did he say? Uh, he, I don't, he said he tries to pick through the shit. It was, uh, he said, wait till the deal comes out. You'll find out what it was. Josh Norris. Uh, mm. at jo- I think I've seen, we know Josh Norris. Yeah. What's his Twitter? Is he at Josh Norris? Is Chuck Norris still alive? Well, yeah, he's never dying. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Welcome back to uh, PMS After Hours. Oh, yeah. We, you know, relax a little bit more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. kick it. Today's show, hey, Brandon Bean was really good today, AJ. Unreal. I need to go. I'm going to go back and watch it. He he's just like I feel like he's just talking to us. You know, it's not like an angle. Like, what's the angle? Not, it's not an he's angle. He's not scared. He's not like scared, is he? To give answers, you don't have to sit there and think about it and give cliches. I ask him about Belichick. I ask him about what other teams are doing. I ask about like things that are called like bad deals out mm-hmm. there. Like he just handled it all. You know, like a human, like a human would, which I appreciate. Most, most GMs would probably come on, or a lot of GMs, I would say, would probably come on and be scared to death. You're going to ask them something they don't want to talk about. Well, Tom Telesco well. was. Tom Telesco came on, did the same thing. Yeah. What were you about to say? Well, I was going to say, like, the Washington thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like most guys, like, after that had come out, would just kind of skim over that and act like it's not a big deal. And he was openly like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to forget that shit. You know, like, he, yeah. he, he gets it. And I feel like a lot of guys probably would have tried to deflect a little bit. I did try to get him to trade Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I think that was bit, too. He's good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought I had him close. You know, I was reeling. Mm-hmm. If you give me a good two, three, four, five, six more hours. Mm-hmm. Well, and now you have Matt Ryan as new trade bait, so maybe, you know, that thought has changed for no. you. Mm. 
That was big by the Colts, though, to get the Falcons to eat that $40 million cap. I'm sure the Falcons wanted the Colts to eat some of it, didn't they? No, so, it's, it's that dead. was just dead space. It's not the act. We still got to eat 28 or whatever. Man. Yeah, big contract. That was, yeah, that was dead money. Yeah, yeah. He's getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. He deserves it. He's a fucking hell of a player. Mm-hmm. He's a great hell player. For who was left, though, isn't I mean, he's. The best. Yeah. What are we even talking about? Chris Ballard doesn't have to go to pro days and say, get over here, Bo. Hold that fucking ball. Damn fucking hand. Doesn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Doesn't have to worry whether or not the guy's going to come in and be a fit. Doesn't have to worry about any of that. It's like, hey, Matt Ryan is a game man. He is going to come in. He's going to lead. He's going to have respect, I assume, of the the locker room. And he's going to work. You know, that's Matty Ice. I agree. Well, aren't you going to want to get your hands on him, get him here in the Thunderdome, see? I don't know how Matt Ryan feels about us. Remember, I questioned his uh, Hail Mary ability. No, that was right. only one time. Yeah. A couple times, my brother. He'll be fully healthy for the whole offseason, just like Frank wanted. Carson came in, and you questioned him a lot more. Yeah, but Carson's out there on the Bobcat. I was going to say, mm-hmm. he got his head so far up his ass out there, you know, hunting. He doesn't know what's going on. It's so not it his matter. ass. It's out in the woods. Well, if you're Have you seen that picture ass, with him? What's that, Mike? Have you seen the picture when he killed like a thousand ducks? Was that all by him? Yeah, Mike Trout. That's unbelievable. That's a good dog go out there and get those done. Mm-hmm. Just to, to pin them all up on this shed or whatever he was kneeling in front of, I was like, that would take a long time. Yeah, the, the way they set all those up when I see those photos, I'm like, oh, you guys have been setting up for inst- doing things for the gram for a long time. Like, those photos have been set up that way for oh. a long time. Oh, yeah. Especially for successful out there. Yeah, about- didn't, you go, didn't you go on one of those? You pay, like, 800000 you get to go kill a lion. Didn't you do one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's something I would do. I was a dentist. Oh uh, yeah, dentist in Minnesota. Yeah, that yeah. Price Cecil. That guy, his gig was almost done. Yeah, not me. The um, I went on a hog hunt. I went on a hog hunt mm. down Louisiana. Those things ruin the fucking earth, though. Oh, they're a rat. Yeah, they're, they're a problem. Yeah, you gotta kill them. feral hogs. No, I didn't. We didn't kill them. We just caught them and we gave it to somebody else. Oh really? They probably killed them though. You gotta shoot them from a helicopter. Nope. See, I don't, I'm down there in the woods, mm-hmm. just me and a couple dogs. You know, ah, those, hey, those dogs, by the way. Yeah. Pit bulls. Schlegel, Schlegel has like five of them. Oh, really? He goes uh, hog hunting out there? But he Schlegel kills him with a knife, though. He didn't bring a gun. He stabs him. I mean, that's animal. fucking. He sold it. He, he sold that package on the cruise many, many times where you go on a hog hunt with Schlegel down in Texas. He has a couple dogs. They grab their legs. You jump on them, slice the neck, take them home. Jesus. Grill them, feed them to the homeless people. Schlegs does it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Good guy. So, all right. Thanks for <laughs> Good did he, guy. Did he get retained? And also, did he have to inform Urban Meyer who Aaron Donald was? Dude, what is this? There's reports coming out about this guy being the biggest I haven't read that whole doofus. story. You guys read the whole thing? Oh, yeah. We, oh, we read a lot of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, once one clip of the article got sent into the group, there was a lot of like, Go on. Yeah. And then there was, oh, yeah, he doesn't know who 99 is of the L.A. Rams. He's going to be a problem, huh, that guy? Uh, yeah, he's a little bit of a problem. Where do you go, like Michigan or something? No, no, he went to the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, that's a small school or whatever. It's like that's how he was talking. He was acting as if 
These guys in the NFL have mattered. He, there's another alleged uh, statement from him talking about the guys from the South and their transcripts, like basically being too dumb, allegedly, and uh, wide receivers not running the right routes. He was wrong. They were running the right routes. He was saying that publicly, burying people. I mean, there was, this thing is not great for the Urban Meyer era. It was actually called the most toxic environment uh, some one person has ever been around. And, you know, we could have never told, you know, from, or told, mm-hmm. from the outside. You know, we could never tell that was the case. But, man, there's a lot of anonymous sources and other sources coming out telling stories that are just like, yeah, it was unprofessional. It was terrible. It was not everything that you would hate in an NFL building. I assume he has his side of the thing as well. Truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, but that was a failure, an absolutely abysmal failure. Yep. I'd say, where does he go from here? Well, he's working for yeah, uh, the board. you guys. Doing like he's like an uh, like the NIL deal situation he's part of deal. Anytime no. you use the word deal, I don't know how it works, but yeah, he's like on the board of that, right? What are your thoughts on the uh, the NIL deal? What do you think? What do you mean the one that he's a part of? Well, just any of the NIL deals that people are a part know. of. It, it is funny that all of that is happening, and it's almost like we don't. It's so different. Like we weren't allowed. If I went to Waffle House and someone tried to pick up my six dollar check. I could be suspended a game when I was playing for that. If I let a stranger pick up my meal, now you'll get a million dollars before you step on campus. And, like, it's just how it is now. It's, it's crazy how it just all of a sudden, bam, one day it changed, and here we are. Yeah, well, hey, listen, good for Axel. All right. Yeah, here we go, Axel. Good for Axel. But it does stink for, like, uh, I think about players that would have really – like Pat White, we had him on the show. He would have cashed in so big. And if he got $100 for a bar tab and somebody reported it, he could be suspended for a fucking game because of it. It's like, get get out of here. This dude just built this entire town, and he can't even. this guy can't get somebody else to pay for his beers. All right, I'll get a loan out then for $40,000. I'll do it. Fuck it. And that's what I did. You know what I mean? The NIL deal, hopefully I would have found somebody to at least sell a car for it to give me forty grand at least in there. I mean, there's just the basketball thought I had this weekend, so real. Like, I was watching just some no-name school, St. Peter's, like, go on a run. I'm like, that looks like so much fun. Yeah. So we could technically just hire a really good basketball coach, right? You just assume we could Wait, what school, though? Who gives a fuck university? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in this thing, the March Madness, it doesn't matter, right? You, no, any right. school from any level can basically get in on this, it feels like. I might be wrong. You just got to win your, D1 school. your D1 tournament conference. Right? Yeah, you go to some small school. We just get enough money to pay five really good kids a million yeah. bucks each. Win a conference tournament. Boom, you're in. We're in a tournament. Now mm-hmm. we're dancing. We're giving speeches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It'd be so much fun. Because that's probably what some teams are doing, I'd assume, right? Let's do it at Pepperdine. Huh? Let's do it at Pepperdine. Oh, my God. It'd be so much fun how nice it is out there. Mm-hmm. High point. We could win the whack for sure. And then we're in dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll do that five, five, ten years. Hell yeah. God, we're doing it. We're going dancing. I'm pumped. We just start a college. Oh, my God. We're going dancing. Well, it might take a while to get D1 accreditation. If, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah we can probably get into the it. poop one. What's up? Yeah, the CBI. The poopy yeah. one might let you in. But, but we don't want to go to the CBI. We want to win the fucking like dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see Huggy Bear on the desk? He was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> What's what your eyes? I didn't see that? it. It's just like, I don't know why they do that when it's like, okay, this guy is so fucking disinterested in what's going on here. You know, like, I get that's kind of like his personality, but it's just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, what the hell is he doing up there? Just kind of like. He's selling the program. Yeah, Yeah. he's really selling the program, the product. That, I tell you what, back to the drawing board on uh, that crew next year. Come on. (laughs) Wait, what crew? Who is it? All due respect. All due respect. But there's a lot of time that they're on TV. Let's get back to the drawing board. Okay. 
I, I wasn't seeing enough Wally Zerzbiak this year, and I need more of him. You know, he's like he's a big well. handsome white. Yeah, the, yeah, he's good. The A crew with Wally, Charles, and Charles, right, mm-hmm. and Ernie. Uh, Ty loves uh, Rex Chapman. Gumbo was hosting or whatever. All right, oh, yeah, AJ. You are. Listen, AJ, we knew that's where you wanted yeah, to get exactly. to. Exactly. What is it? What's the controversy with it? I honestly what's don't know anything about this? him. I just know people are pissed for some reason. Oh well, yeah, I was just no, yeah, I just know people are pissed. I didn't look into what the words were saying, but I just well, it's kind of like it's funny and it's enjoyable when guys like Chuck and Kenny like clearly have no fucking idea who any of these guys are because they're doing the NBA all like. Can't have the fucking B team not knowing anything that's going on either, okay? Because that's not as endearing. It's like, what? Jesus Christ, we couldn't find anyone who knows what the fuck they're talking about up here? Hey, Rex, good on Twitter. Great on Twitter. He wasn't wearing a mask during the coverage either. Well... Uh, what state was it? Uh, well, I don't think it depends on matters what state he's in. I mean, he's pushing double mask, double vax anywhere he goes. Oh, so this is why. All right. He was going to have to bat a thousand not to eat some, huh? Yeah. I, I like haven't that. seen his Twitter account in some time, but it did appear whenever I was searching through his name on the internet. People were impressed that he became a full blown politician and doctor and everything, and then was also able to call college basketball. I saw a lot of. I saw Has him, he been going after people? Is that why people are happy to pile on? Does he go after uh, people? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. I think Quite so. Quite a move from blocker charge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jeez. It's a good show. I guess he pronounced somebody dead on the air the other night who works at CBS, still, still alive. Rest in peace to Coach. Did they come back and respond like the next segment? Like, hey, this guy's alive? I don't know if they did. The internet did, though. The internet was not exactly thrilled with him doing that. Mm. Interesting path he took. TV's tough. Hey, listen, TV's tough. It was not good. He he lives on Twitter, though, right? So he's got to see it all. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He sees who. That's what I think about. Because, like, when I I stink terribly at something and I know it, I'm like, ah. I'm on Twitter a lot. This is going to become something. It's going to become something. So whenever we have a bad show, which is every single day, but some shows worse <laughs> than others, I like get genuinely upset. I'm like, man, Twitter's about to be terrible. But I deserve it. All right, I'll stay off it for the night, I guess. I love it. I think about, like, if I was to wake up and my name's trending and everybody's attacking me, basically, that would be a tough day. Yeah, that would suck. But, hey. He might like it. He might like that people are talking about him. Yeah, but also when you sign up to get dropped in front of somebody else's audience, you know, you got to do that. Yeah. Like whenever I go do SmackDown, I'm like, all right, there might be some, there might be some people that absolutely hate me because I'm getting dropped into their audience, right? Our show, we don't even market this show. People just kind of end up here. So it's like, hey, like you don't like it, fucking keep it moving. But whenever I get dropped into somebody else's show, I'm always like, all right, probably going to take some shrapnel today. People are not going to like me. I'm going to have to get through it. It's going to be a tough wave. I'll get through it. Then we'll get to the other side. And that's what happens when you get on like these college bats. Everybody on earth is watching this, you know? So Rex Chapman is now being introduced to a lot of people that either aren't on Twitter or are on Twitter and already know Rex Chapman. And that is something that there's a chance you're going to get murdered. And, uh, it felt like Twitter was doing that this week. Yeah. Took it on the shins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you just got to mute every word. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or just don't do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is something we have been waiting for all day. It is NHL trade deadline day. Ain't yeah. that right? Oh, yeah. Go, boys. And the greatest organization in professional uh-huh. sports, the Pittsburgh Penguins, have made a move. Getting R- Ricard Raquel. Wow. Yeah. Dick Rackle's coming? Yeah, you're goddamn right, Dick Rackle. This dude knows how to play hockey. Holy shit. Now, the Ducks are a squad that everybody likes because yeah. the movie was made. What position does he made. play, Pat? Huh? 
What position? Dick Rackle is a fucking winger, bro. Get out of here, bro. He is a goal-scoring machine. Uh We're talking about a guy that can fit in on any line. Hard worker, too. Scrappy if you need him. If he's going third line, he'll fucking go all the way into the boards, pal. He ain't afraid of the Pittsburgh blue-collarness. The Pittsburgh Penguins uh, franchise and program has high expectations, and Dick Rackle fucking loves all of it. He is the perfect Penguin. We just got better. Let's go to the hockey expert. Your guys team fucking stink. You're not doing anything. What? Nick Moraldo, what does this mean for the Pittsburgh Penguins, pal? Hey, a good decision was made. Nick Rackle's a pen. Oh. Pat, you absolutely nailed it. He's going to be slotted in on second line, riding shotgun with Evgeny Malkin. Ooh. He's playing the left wing, former 30 goal scorer, former first round pick. This guy can play. We got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys stink. Your team stinks. No, no, team you stinks. Wins, Your team stinks. That's a bad photo. He's normally got an A on his chest. Yeah, too, goddamn dude. right. Uh, That's because he's got some and his skates, he stinks now, pal. No, he doesn't. He's on second line. He no, doesn't have to fly around. He seems to be tough in a goal hey, score. You guys, team stinks. Hey, show that hair. Please, one more time. Great. Boom. Fun. Are you fucking kidding me? Hey. He's on our team, not on yours. You guys stink. I don't care if Weeks he's not fucking breaking the trade, then it's not a fucking big trade. So, <laughs> Dick Rackle, he can probably go back to the fucking AHL for all I care. He ain't going back to the AHL. He's going right to Lord Stanley's Cup. Yeah, this beautiful right. Swedish man will be hoisting Lord Stanley come this summer. He will be partying yeah. at Mario's pool not with it. all the boys. Hey, Dick. I doubt it. Bees haven't done anything. Bees got the fucking best defenseman in the goddamn league, also from the Anaheim Ducks, pal. This is Gabe Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. If the Golden Knights don't make a big move today, I may... I take might, the hat off? I might be done. They yeah. did not. Oh. They actually the got off? rid of a guy. I'm, oh, oh, Stoner's gone. Stop. Okay, stop. They would never. Original Stoner Jackie, or Stoner? Jackie Aces is fucking softer than McDonald's ice cream. <laughs> oh. I hate to say it, but... That's the guy we put all the fucking chips in for? If they don't make the playoffs, I'm done. What'd you say, AJ? I said, didn't he have, like, his neck fused together? Yeah, boo-hoo, hockey players are fucking tough, okay? (laughs) Get past it. Score some fucking goals. Ty wants to take that head off. Come to the pens, pal. Come on. We got fucking Rackle. Dude, we're making plays. Why why are you a Vegas fan, Ty? What do you mean? I mean, the fucking franchise that captured everyone's hearts and minds, you know, when they came on as an expansion team and went to the Stanley Cup. I was in there from day one. They go on a storybook (laughs) run to the Stanley Cup. What, am I going to fucking renounce my fanhood? Absolutely not. Your fanhood has been all glitz and glamour, though, and now it's time to get on the rocks. Exactly, and I don't like it. At all, okay? Stoner hasn't played in fucking six months. And we, we're getting whispered sweet nothings about, hey, Stoner might be coming back from long-term IR. You know? Fresh Where's legs. he at? Where's he at? His fucking back's broken still. Yikes. Jeez. Well, good luck to his bat. Hope he comes back together. And shout-out to the Pens making a play on NHL trade deadline. Okay? We got better. You guys, you guys got worse. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. I told you. We got the fucking best defenseman in the league right now. You still stink. So do you, Fox. No, Shout we didn't Fox. need anyone. He's we not even close to the trades. best defenseman. Uh, the Red Wings he made is. a trade. They got one of their better defensemen. Got rid of them? Yeah. Oh, selling, oh, selling at the trade deadline. Oh, 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 you guys fucking stink. Uh, it's Red Wings hockey. Uh, and we fucking stink. It's always a rebuild. That's what we all think. We'll be winning the cup before the Pens do. I guarantee you. That's a guarantee. Before this summer? Good luck, pal. No. Fucking right, Next five years, we'll have way more cups than the Pens. Next 75 years, man. We'll fucking figure it back out like it was the original six times when we were actually were, uh, relevant. And you guys are just mad. It's not it's fucking con. All right, that's the show, dude. Great for the pens. Thanks for all you guys. No, we're, we're good. All right, you guys have a great one. We'll see you, Mignogna. AJ, you were great today. Thank you, pal. Yeah, thank you, pal.
Big thanks to uh, Mark Titus and Brandon Bean for stopping by. And to all of you for watching. We're back tomorrow with big news, huh? Uh -huh. Big news. Huge. See you then, bud.